Bam. All right. Wow, that was easy. Easy timing. Easy. Dude, what's up? Just chilling. Just woke up not that long ago. I'm guessing you just woke up too. <laughs> <laughs> you can't tell. I look, you look ready to go. Is this like your favorite time to podcast? No. No. no, no. Uh, 7 a.m. is good. 6.15 is a little early. 6.15 is a little early. Squoze me in there. I see. Uh, um, When you... Is there a perfect world when you... Is there a perfect time to wake up? Like, um, Like, don't wake up until you wake up. Like, I get up because, like, I got shit I'm trying to do. But for yeah. like in your position, are you like, okay, I'm going to go to bed at eight every night. And when I wake up is when I wake up. I mean, that sounds like a dream life. Is that your life? Uh, yeah. Usually like I'll set, I'll set an alarm for like nine. Um, and then depending on when I go to bed, that can be like up to 10 hours of sleep. Uh, like if I have to get something done in the morning or get to an earlier session, but it's really just like sleep as long as you can to get as much as recovery. But I, it gets really old at this point in the season. Like, sometimes I'd rather just sleep for, like, a good eight hours. Like, that's plenty. And, like, be normal, I guess. Like, it starts to drag on when you have to, like, just sleep, sleep, sleep. God, I'm not even sure if I understand how that works. Be, well, sleeping is good because you're healing, right? Yeah. That That's the whole thing. You put in the work, and then to get the best return on it, you sleep. Yeah. You get exhausted every day. But... Yeah, right. Uh, physically and mentally? Yeah. Um, I think like last year I didn't do this year. I'm doing a better job. Like when I wake up, I just get up last year. was like, no, you have to get 10 hours of sleep or else it's like a waste. And so I was like forcing myself to go back to sleep and it was just my quality of sleep went down. And now if I mm. sleep a little bit less then my quality is better and I actually rest more. So. I'm trying to think what that's even like to force yourself to go back to sleep. So like maybe you'd be asleep eight hours, you'd wake up, you'd see what time it is. And then you'd be like, okay, close your eyes down. Yeah. And you just doze off again. Try and relax as much as possible. Yeah. Go back to sleep. Hey, it's, it sounds, it sounds awesome. <laughs> it, it, it's a, it's a shitty life. I see um, a clock at night and yeah. when it goes past 10, I know the quality of my life and I'm not in bed. I know the quality of my life is going down. Because <laughs> getting worse i just know that i just lost every minute i'm awake on that end is when i'm not going to be it's asleep i'm going to lose when do you go to bed uh i usually try and get in bed at like 10 30 and read for a minute but i'm like like 9 30 is when i start like take the dog out get ready for bed last like my snack before bed that type of stuff um king size bed mm -hmm. no other option. <laughs> and and you sleep in the same bed as your wife? I do. Yeah. Do you think that you would sleep better if you were in your own bed? Let be honest. <laughs> Diagonal. No. <laughs> when we first got <laughs> like when we first got married, I'd say yeah, it was just like you can like feel someone's like sitting on the bed. Uh but now it's like it's I'm so used to it, it's so normal I would prefer that. That she's in there. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. If I'm going to be completely honest, I mean, I sleep, I, 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 sleeping by myself, there's nothing better. I would just go to hotels when I would, when I'd work and travel and I'd be like, oh my God. And I would sleep diagonal. On king size beds? Anything. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally. Just full like this. Just like a big X across the bed. Yeah, I don't give up. <laughs> Spread your legs. <laughs> yes, yes.
Yes. Uh, it, it must be amazing being on this team, Dallin. All of you, the synergy must be nuts, right? Everyone's just so proud of everyone. Yeah, I'd say like we're all we're all very serious competitors. But we're all we're all rooting for each other. Like we'll do a workout, and it's like I'll tell James like if he saw me do it and he knows my time, I'm like, hey, go try and beat this. Like that'd be pretty impressive. Like uh, we're rooting each other on, especially as semis. Like uh, I know going into the last event, I I already had a spot, and like going into the last day, like. Emma and Danielle basically had their spot locked up, locked up mathematically. And it was like, I just, all I wanted was James and Fee to uh, make it in that last event. And I think that's a, that's a cool thing to be a part of when it's such an individualized sport and there's still some team aspect to it. It's fun. I mean, it's brought a lot of eyeballs to the, to the brute camp. I mean, there were already a lot of eyeballs there. You guys are a wild group, uh, really <laughs> different and, and draw on a lot of different people's, you know, what people like in the team or in athletes and yet you're all together. Uh, but for you all to go is, uh, is nuts. How, how many coaches are there? How are, how are they going to do that? There's Torres and Dom, right? Some guy named Dom. Yeah. Some guy named Dom. <laughs> yeah. Uh, are you, are you asking at the games? Yeah. How do you do, how are they going to manage five of you? Yeah. So we'll have Matt and Dom and then coach DC. He's with Brute as well. Okay, um, I've heard of him too. Okay, yeah, he was in Naples for a little bit, and now he's back in Switzerland. Um, so he'll fly out. He meets us there Sunday, um, and then Al, Fee's fiance, is going to get a coach's pass as well. Um, and then we have one more coach's pass. We're still trying to figure out um, what the best situation will be. Like mostly, like like Al's going to help Fee. Um, I'd, I'd imagine with food and just like debriefs, and if really if any of us need someone to talk to like al's gonna be there um where matt and dom and dc are gonna provide most of the coaching and i'm okay that it's kind of like filming it's interesting there's like the water guy and the food guy are crazy important yeah exactly um but then you also need the guy if you run over and you're like hey dude uh my judge is fucked up and he missed five of my reps you need to tell um torres that or dom or dc so then they can talk to the judge and put in the protest or whatever exactly and like when it comes to war getting warmed up like those three are going to have our warm-ups on their phone they understand what they need to be doing cool downs debrief strategy all that and um worse i mean worst case scenario from a timing point would be Danielle, Emma, and Fee are all in different heats? Or do you, yeah. as a coach, do you want them all in the same heat so you can eyeballs on all of them, or do you want them in all in separate heats? Uh, the way that they've been letting us do it, at least last year, uh, we'll, like, start our warm-up in the athlete area, and then we'll corral and walk over to whatever venue we're competing at, and then they have another warm-up area. So we'd basically, I think we'd send, like, Matt with whoever is going first, and he would be over in the secondary area. And then we'd have a coach with us in the athlete area and he would do our general warm up, and then we would, we could walk by ourselves, and Matt would be there. Uh, really like Matt's going to be, the coaches will probably be watching on the TVs and that in the warm up area. Cause they'll have other athletes going, but you can still see quite a bit from there. Uh, extra slop, uh, obligatory donation for behind the scenes footage. Well, thank you. Tell yeah. everyone. You going to be out there. Yeah. 
dude when i heard when i heard that i was stoked because that's like my whole childhood the behind the scenes i mean i've watched those more times than i can even imagine or count just like anytime i wake up like i do my stretching when i was 13 and it was like behind the scenes uh like working on my snatch in the garage watching behind the scenes and then when you stopped doing it i was like heartbroken because it was like 2019 right or 2018 yeah 2019 i think 2018 was the last year yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah in 2019 that was my last year as a teen and i was like oh man that was like my one of my favorite parts you gotta see god everything I, no one gets to see i hope uh it, it may just end up being about brute Let's you guys have fun. yeah. You guys have five <laughs> athletes. I love Torres. I haven't met Dom in DC yet, but I love Fee and Emma and you and James and Danielle. I, it's for me. It's like a. It's gonna just be raining gold off of you guys. I'm so excited. We should provide uh, plenty of content. Yeah, I'm so excited. I'm so I'm so so excited. Uh, Sevon, do you like uh, Michael Jackson's music? Yeah, I know what you did there. He's making fun of the questions I ask. Okay. Um, uh, Savon thought about uh, going up to the attic and pulling out the old Every Second Counts DVD just for old times. I think it's on YouTube now. You can just watch it on YouTube. Yeah. Oh, look. Now we're now we're talking down. Now Dallin's bringing in the cash. Here we go. <laughs> Allegra, what a lineup this morning. Can't wait to see how Dallin and the rest of the Brute crew do this year. Been watching the behind the scenes and pumped its back. Thank you, Allegra. Uh, what, what, what obligations are yours when you go there? How does that work? Do you, every morning, are you like, Hey, um, you put a duffel bag and it's your water and your pre-workout and your food. And then you hand it to whoever your coach is going to be. And then they make sure, or, or are you responsible for that? How does that work? What are the, I, no details is too much. I'm so curious how it works. Like in the morning, Corinne, my wife, like she, she's, good enough at this and she's been around long enough that she based on the events and like how many events and all that she essentially knows what i need every single day for the games um so she'll she packs most of those bags while i'm either sleeping or eating or getting ready for the day um i'll carry the bags in there's a locker room section put all my stuff in there and then who when i start warming up for an event i'll have my pre and post workout uh nutrition whatever that might be for the event i'll take the pre give the post to whatever coach i know is going to be right at the right when we come off the floor at the end of the end of the event and i'll grab that from them and just always have extra food with me no matter where i'm going extra whatever, whatever bag i'm bringing around in case we get a surprise briefing or we're unable to get back to the athlete area because mm. some days they'll have us under the coliseum for like five hours straight and all of our other stuff's back at um, the athlete area. So that's kind of what the day looks like. Could you eat, could you eat too much? Yeah. I think I did at semis, honestly. You could. Like, so like you go out on the floor and you're like, fuck, I'm, I'm going to lose a few seconds here. I, I got too much in me. Yeah. I think the best, the best way that works for me is getting a lot of it in at night and like staying super simple throughout the day um where it's stuff i'm very used to and even at night something i'm used to but just way more dense in calories and 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 how about the water thing how about do you ever feel like you drank too much water 
Uh, <clears throat> I've never had that issue. I sweat so much that like that's the that's been the biggest focus all summer for me with like my nutrition coaches. Hydration, it's tricky. Um, do you do you put any of that um, uh, electrolytes or any of that stuff? Like I use this stuff from Swolverine that's supposed to like hydrate you. I use uh, like element stuff or other hydration packs that I've got. And, and and when the when the week's over, will you be all emaciated? Will you be like? Will you be lost five pounds on Sunday uh, night? Ideally, you gain weight through the games if you did it right. If you're fueled enough. Like so I know a lot of people are going to lose weight, which is not ideal. It kind of sets them up for failure a little bit. You kind of – well, I just remember specifically Rich. Rich always looked like uh, like he lost weight by the end of the games. Yeah, I, well, I remember he used to just like not eat during training, which is crazy. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Sense. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that. The, 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 the training groups are still um, the same, Dallin. When I think the last time I talked to you, you were training with um, Danielle after uh, Fee and Emma would train in the morning. Yeah. So it'd be like Fee and Emma and then me, James and Danielle. And that just, that keeps working out great. Yeah. I think, I mean, we got a small space, so the, more than three is tricky anyway. And then I think these groups are fun. It gives people what they need and like we'll do when we do like field sessions running sessions biking like we're all together and there'll be some days where like someone has body work or a phone call and we'll flip and get a train with other people so mix it up and keep it fun so like if explain that to me so meaning like if you were getting body work and james didn't have uh someone to train with he'd go maybe then go train with in the morning with um fee and emma or like if so like the other day I had body work like when I would normally train. So I just went in with Fee and Emma. Oh, okay. Okay. And they're cool with that? Yeah. Yeah. I think like as long as we can keep it like three people in there, like really during a session, um, I think it works great. Do all five of you ever get together? Yeah, during it's easier during the off season, like during games training and like prepping for semis. It's just like we always take up more space with just the type of training we're doing while in the off season, it's like strength or you're sitting on a machine forever. And so I'd say in the off season during like our second sessions, you'll find like seven, eight people in there where like Corinne and Al and even Matt sometimes working out with us. And that's, that's always a lot of fun. Where's home for you originally? Like where, where are your parents at? Spanish Fork, Utah. Yeah. Okay. Any chance that they like, do you think your parents are going to move to Florida? Are you a Florida no. guy now? I love Florida. I do. Yeah. Like, I think recently I've been the most like homesick for like mountains and not humid air. Like I've, I've been since we moved here, but like we love Florida. It's where we need to be right now. But definitely like, I think the dream is to have something like a house in like Utah or Wyoming and then also in Florida. Yeah, I would think that there becomes a part of Florida that you event you just can't leave eventually. Yeah, like it's imagining a winter, like when it's 85 and I call my parents and it's like perfect here for six, seven months and they're freezing for seven to eight months. It's like, no, it's not it. I wonder if they'll eventually come out and see. Do you have siblings? 
Yeah, I have four younger siblings. Where are they at? Uh, one is actually in California. Um, the other one it will be a senior this year. And then I have two younger sisters that are just at home. Oh, okay. So they're far from they're not they're far from chasing you yet. Yeah. No. Yeah. All right. Moving. Um. And the the what are what do you do in Florida? Um. That you think like I see you guys doing pickleball. Are you going to the beach a lot too? Are you have are you, are you taking advantage of the scene there? Yeah. I more during the off season. Like I don't know the last time I've played pickleball, but during the off season, it's like pickleball a couple times a night we'll try and go to the beach two or three times a month like every other week every week um we're just hanging out playing games getting crumble cookies uh like naples has like incredible food um there's just so many options so going to those places when we can eat a little more relaxed um it's just such like a chill place like we're just, just embracing that it's like a there's nothing, I don't know, it's not like surfing. It's not like this crazy Florida life. It's very chill. Yeah, it's, it's uh, the time I was there, it's just a shitload of like really healthy looking old people. Like everyone had gray hair. Yeah, and they're like all everyone. biking, walking, because it's just beautiful weather. Um, yeah, it's awesome. Uh, Sevon's head just exploded at crumble cookie. You know, I don't even know what crumble cookie is. I don't think, do we have that in California? Is that a California thing too? We do. Definitely do. Yeah. It actually started, uh, the guy who started it, started it, went to the university I went to. What what is, what is it? What is a crumble cookie? Is it just a cookie? Just a, uh, it's basically a cookie shop and every single week they have rotating flavors. They have like their chocolate chip and their, um, sugar cookie that stays the same every week and then every week they release four new flavors so it's constantly changing are they soft model but what it's like an incredible business model because it's like you could crave it every two weeks and just go get the same cookie but they release a new cookie or four new cookies every week and you just have to try it even if it looks disgusting oh they're huge cookies yeah they're massive uh are they soft uh some of them I don't like a cookie unless it's chewy. I mean, yeah, it's like that's where you get tons of variety. And like some people hate one flavor. Some people love it. So every week we rate them and you rank them one to four and which ones. And then there's usually arguing and every once in a while someone will throw out a 10. That's a good day. Hey, think it. Think of all the dumb people who've had kids have had the idea of like starting a lemonade stand or selling making cookies and selling them. And this this dude Sawyer Hemsley. Yeah. You went to school with him? No, he's he's quite a bit older than me, but we oh. just went to the same school. Uh. Three hundred and thirty locations. Holy cow! Yeah, they exploded. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I don't know that, I, but everyone talks about it. It seems to be a huge hit in the CrossFit group. Yeah, I don't know. He should tap into that because everyone he, loves look, he looks buff too. He yeah, I, like, I don't know much about him, but he doesn't look like he eats too many cookies. Eat too many, yeah. Any, um, any, uh, do you guys ever get st- Danielle Brandon stalkers at the gym? Uh, not at the gym. There's been a couple times like we we're getting Italian ice one day and they were ordering they went and sat down everyone else and then me and corinne were still ordering 
and some guy he did not do crossfit um he comes up like is that danielle brandon is she with you guys like can i go take a picture and like that's happened multiple times where like just random people in naples who don't even know or do crossfit like will spot her out and like they'll usually come up to someone else in the group before they go up to her but no but no one goes by the gym or, or, or shit like that not that not that i know of they're doing a pretty good job staying secret about it if they are you've never been in there and someone comes in with their uh uh their dallin pepper card, dallin pepper card. and asked to get it signed that is dallin pepper, that right? say it again you look at that every morning every morning every night in the shower yes in the shower look they got a plastic case this is the shower take down to the shower with you it's the shower case well that's good i, I was i was picturing that it's getting to that with all five of you guys there and especially danielle people would start coming by there but i guess it's not like that and it's it's a really private gym huh there's no randos yeah, yeah i mean it's the same people it's just an industrial area it's near matt's affiliate so i mean occasionally we'll get people looking for the affiliate kind of walk in and they're like hope oh, this is not it but yeah nothing crazy dallin you're you're, you're 23 21 21 yeah and you were the you were uh kids champ yeah the kids champ <laughs> how many times were you the fittest kid three times nuts and how many times did you do the kids competition three times wow which year did you miss the first year uh yeah that was the first year i started crossfit when i was 14 so if you would have started when you were 12 you could have you you may have eventually has anyone ever who who else has won it three times in the boys or girls no one right now but the i think the kid that's 17 he's he won when he was 15 and 16 so he's kind of in the same spot he'll be What's what's his name i think uh ty jenkins and, and do you guys have a kid? Don't you guys have a – is Nate Ackerman a brute guy? Uh, yeah, he's working with Coach Dom. And, and is, how old is he? He is – he was 19 this year. Is he? Does he work out in the same gym as you guys? Uh, nah, there's another gym that's, like, close by that's a friend's. Um, and, like, Dom's kind of been training people out of there just because it's so packed. Uh. Every time uh, cor- cor- uh, Cave Dasher, every time Sevy says "kid," a part of Dallin dies. <laughs> I like it's, it. It's weird how senior you feel, um, compared to like even just two years ago. Like, like you're this is is this your third games? Uh, second as an individual. I was just there last year. Man, do you, do you feel like already like a veteran? Yeah, in a sense, I think like. All three years I was competing as a team, uh, it was in Madison. So, like, I know the venue really well. I know, like, that process. Um, So that takes a lot of surprise away. But, I mean, it's still definitely just my second year is, like, in the individual division. Um, But I think I've gained a lot of experience. Yeah. I think think that people have a a, a ton of uh, respect for you, too. Like a ton. And those three years, you know, doing the um, teenage division, they count. Yeah. Like they, they got to count for something. Like I learned how to compete. Um, it's still like the best in the world for where I was at at the time. Uh, it's still nothing like it's not really comparable at all to 
the individual division, but there's there's stuff to be gained from it. Uh, dealing with the days, how to eat, like you said, how to compete, the crowds. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, Mrs. Burns, three ninety nine. Hey, thank you. I got your package also. Thank you. I started opening it, and um, and my wife was in the room, and it's sitting on our kitchen counter. And then I was like, hey, we better open this when we're more focused. You ever do that? Get a package that you know needs attention, and then like you start to open it, and there's stuff in there, and you're like, oh, I better yeah. not open this now. Yeah, it's like it'll it'll take the next hour of your day. Yeah, there's there's stuff in there. I don't think so. Uh, Barry McCockner, uh, does Dallin drink? No, nah, I don't. Zero, right? Yeah, I've never drank actually. Oh, never. Mm-mm. No, no, never had a sip of alcohol. No, I've decided at this point I've made it this far, and it's like, yeah, I'll just stick with it. Yeah, good on you. Um, uh, n- another less significant question um, from the uh, peanut gallery. Jake Chapman from the Isle of Man. Does Dallin feel the benefits of baseball caps indoors? Yes. And I rolled out of bed and came in here. So a little bed head. Uh, wow. You have, a, you have a bidet sponsorship, Dallin? <laughs> I wish Hoppins would try and help me. Oh, oh man, that I, would be crazy. On like the the Threads app, have you seen that? The Instagram. Oh thing? yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, like one of them was like I posted. It was like the best part about Florida summers are the water from the bidet is always warm. And oh, started a bunch of stuff, and then like the Tushy Bidet Attachment Company trying to get them to sponsor. Would be sick. That would be amazing. You, you've gotten. You're you're pretty lighthearted on your Instagram. You're funny. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to show people who I really am. Where I think I've held back in the past. I, I, a couple of years ago, when I first interviewed you, interviewed you, you mentioned you're like, yeah, it's cool that Danielle's found her groove, and you were kind of like, hey, I hope I find my groove and can let yeah. you know, dude, you fully found it. Yeah, I'm just trying to embrace. You fully found it. Just embrace who I am. Yeah. Yeah. And you're having less. Are you, someone said, are you, are you Mormon? I grew up Mormon. Yeah. So, but you, um, do you drink caffeine? Yeah. Are you guys allowed to do that in the, in that religion? I thought you guys weren't allowed to drink caffeine. No, I, caffeine's good. Okay. Caffeine's good. Yeah. Caffeine's good. And, and when you say you used to be, you're, you're, you're not still practicing or you're searching or you're. Yeah. We'll go with that. Okay. Fine. Fair enough. For save something for the after the games to talk about. Yeah, there you go. Oh, no hot drinks. Are Mormons not allowed to have hot drinks? I promise. Is the last Mormon question. Uh, interesting question. Okay, uh, good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, uh, Lee Pinkman. He's so hot. Fine. I, I told Lee he does our body work, and he wanted me to make sure I say that he knows how to touch us. Perfect, Lee. You know how to touch. He does all of you. Yeah, we're we all go there weekly. There's a couple places we go, but uh, Lee's num like that's where we go most of the time. All five of you. Yeah, I think Danielle not as much. I think, but everyone else is like a weekly kind of thing. Uh, did, why do you do body work? Does that does that stuff really help? Yeah, uh, I mean, there's only so many things I can do, like stretching and like mobility tools that I have around and I'm not smart enough to do a couple things. Is it, um, do you think that, um, if you didn't do it, you would have, what, what do you think the consequences would be like m- more injury, stiffer, more sore? 
Yeah, I think you can. I think you can get away with outdoing it. I guess I'm sure people do. Um, but why? Why take the chance of if like something's nagging, like just go get it taken care of by someone who knows what they're doing, and it's probably not going to be nagging for much longer. Do you remember the first time you had body work? Mm, yeah, I cried. Oh, yeah. you did. When? How old were you? It's like fourteen. I was got. I got like a deep tissue massage and uh the massage therapist like stripped my it band with her elbow uh-huh and is that was, in the front is that in the front it's like uh between your quad and your hamstring oh in the back okay oh, oh i'm thinking so as sorry sorry okay that's not that's not great either but like going down into your knee and just it's so uncomfortable but you feel better when it's done yeah it's like immediate relief wow crazy I, I'm, I don't think I've ever had a massage. You should, you should get in my I, Hiller massaged my shoulder once or my you, bicep. He massaged my bicep once. That's it. Hiller's probably great at that. Right. <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. Uh, the other one, like uh, another guy we go to, like will strip my diaphragm or like release my diaphragm. And he goes up under my ribs and it's, that's the probably the, the other most uncomfortable thing. Oh my God. So he's pushing in there. Yeah. He's like pulling up and like pulling the muscle off the bone essentially. No shit. Yeah. Wow. God that. Yeah. Uh, look, Eric, why it's painful. Yeah. Eric knows, Eric. but you feel better. Yeah. Like the diaphragm one, like lets you breathe better too. It's pretty weird. Yeah, I was, was going to actually ask you that. I was thinking maybe it was a dumb question, but does your voice sound different after he does that? <laughs> Not your voice, but you can definitely, like, if you were to go run before and after, you could, like, tell a difference where everything just is, like, more opened up. You think the brute camp is, um, because of where you're at, um, there's benefits to the it being in Madison, the heat acclimation you have? I was talking to, um, I don't remember who it is, Seminoff or... Mm-hmm. Someone someone went to Orlando for a couple of days to acclimate to the heat for now, and and then uh, Jay Crouch is in Nashville for a month. No, I think we have a huge advantage because as hot and humid as Madison gets, some of those days, like this summer, and I'm sure every summer here is just brutal. Like if you're outside doing anything past ten in the morning, you're you're dying a little bit. It, it, but you do it. Yeah, we'll do we'll do some stuff like our big track and field sessions we do try and get done in the morning cause it's still 90 degrees and super humid. Um, but we'll do outdoor stuff. We'll run and bike and do some, some, some sort of outdoor training in the middle of the day. Once, at least once a week. You ever, do you ever do anything where you're like, okay guys, this is going to be heat exhaustion day. And he takes you out and, and tries to really put it to you. Like, like have you do like a, a, a Murph or some shit at the track? It's, that's basically every day here. Oh, it is okay. <laughs> Not on purpose. It just happens. damn. Um, uh, ESC sounds. Uh, this dude's gonna win the CrossFit Games. I like Harry. Harry's a good dude. It does feel like it's. Um, I don't mean to put pressure on you, but it does seem like you're on course. Like it's an inevitability. It's only a matter of time, right? Yeah, uh, and maybe sooner than people think. Hey, um. This this story that Fee Sagafi has, where she, I think she 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 went out there and she was going to do 180 pound snatch, 
and <laughs> she puts an extra five pounds on. Yeah. And that's what gets her to go to semifinals. If it wasn't for that, just this mm-hmm. bizarre move that like she can't even like really fully explain. Yeah. But but it sounds completely insane. But yeah. she does it. I remember uh I was still at the venue and like all the girls were in the last heat. Because uh, I was getting body work and eating some food, so I ran over to watch with Matt and Dom and DC, and we knew like that was kind of a make or break event for Fee, and we saw her load 185 like last minute, and when she hit it, I've never been like more hyped. <laughs> <laughs> Everywhere, I'm sure people were watching us like, what are they doing? Like it was, it was pretty sick. This. I feel like, unfortunately, I'm never going to have an opportunity to do what she did there. <laughs> like, she, what do you think was going through? Like, do, do you ever feel that way? Like, like, do you see that when you're, like, competing at semifinals and you get on the, um, let's say you finish the snatches and you get on the runner for 800 meters and some party was like, hey, dude, push as hard as you can. Another party is like, dude, shut up. You have this. Just pace this normal. Other part's like, no push yeah i think try to kill yourself you're like who's talking yeah i mean in that 800 even like i kicked and i wish i would have kicked a little sooner honestly but i kicked sooner than i was planning and it was like that voice where it was just like go for it it's gonna be over in just a second that type of thing and 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 and, and you did it you listened to it yeah i just went for it um and do you have to take those risks to win the games will there be a time this weekend where it's like there's a plan and it's a good, you know, uh, seventh place finish, but something inside is going to be like, hey, dude, do you want to take third in this? Do you want to try to get first yeah. in this? I think, yeah, I think you definitely have to take risks, but you have to, you have to know yourself well enough to maximize the points you can get in each event. Um, so like you, you'll have your game plan, and if it's if it's a workout or you see something in the field that makes you think or know like you can just send it for a second and abandon the game plan then you definitely have to do it to come out on top did you uh did do do you like more events do more events suit you are you a guy that prefers the more the more the merrier yeah i i think so is that is that because you're young you think or just the kind of athlete you are i'd say more the athlete because like at semis, I was very like I try and be very consistent. And the more events there are, and the more consistent I am, the more chance uh, someone else will fall on something. A ninth, a fourth, an eighth, a seventh, a ninth, a seventh, a first, a first. Yeah. Damn. Uh, tell uh, tell me about that event. Event number seven. That was the. Uh, echo bike, toes to bar, and then carry that big ass bag. Yeah, three rounds. Uh, what What's the plan going into that? Go as hard as you can. That's one. Whereas, like, uh, I mean, that's a great example. Roman was like four or five points behind me or something. Uh, it was basically whoever beat the other person would end up on the podium. It's like you got you're lining up against Roman. He's known for machines, so it was just. Go for it because no one's going to really care if you take fourth or seventh. Like You're still going to the games. and So it was it was like just try and get on the podium and see what happens. 
Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, what a what a good group of guys, right? Down Pepper, Jason Hopper, Roman Krennikov, Alex Vigneault, Luke Parker, Tyler Christoffel, James Bragg. Oh, Tyler Tyler didn't end up making it, huh? No, I don't think so. Yeah, but it is a good group of dudes, and we have a lot of we have a lot of fun in the back for the most part. Samuel Cornway, uh, Will Morad, Noah Olson. Oh, Jack Farlow. Jack Farlow is going to the games. You know him from the um, teenage comps? Yeah, me, James, and Jack were all there in 2019. And and were you, did you have time to make a friendship with him during the teenage uh, competitions? Yeah, I'd say like we competed at the games as well as Wadapalooza as teens a couple times. Um, so I got to know Jack pretty good. Man, 290 is seventh place. That yeah. is nuts. It's crazy, right? That is nuts. Uh, how about that um, uh, snatch event? Did that go as planned? Yeah, I, I wanted to hit 290 or 295. Uh, it wasn't the cleanest lift I've ever had, but I got the job done. It was, it was definitely uh, chaotic. I think everyone, after hitting a heavy snatch and having the adrenaline dump for half a second, you forgot that you got to do another thing and like sprint an 800 right after because it was like, what did I hit? Like what everyone else hit. And then it's like, you have a two minute reset and you got to go again, man. And now you're going to the games. Yeah. Uh, mom and dad will be there. Yeah. My mom and dad, um, and my sisters and, and, and your wife and my wife. Yeah. And a I bunch of family too. So in-laws are coming. Are you, Oh, that's cool. You like that? Yeah. It's awesome. They, they, everyone's very supportive, and so I have a good group of people there. And and people give you the space you need. Everyone knows, like you'll just have your head down. No one like puts any demands on you or anything. They don't expect to see me all week. So, um, oh wow, look at this, a uh, Jeremy World Dallin. It's my birthday today. Happy birthday, Jeremy. Although I'm not sure I believe you. Do me a favor and tell Danielle Brandon I said what's up. <laughs> You say hi to me first. I know what a just <laughs> just ruthless. Oh my god! Yeah, he's gonna have Danielle uh, go to your Instagram and uh, I'll have her put it on her story or something. Yeah, he's such a good dude. That's his first thing. Uh, what have you guys stopped training yet? Like, have is it is it like tapered way way down? Yeah, we're on deload again. So just one session, um, usually shorter. Keep it intense. Uh, and then some extra accessory type stuff just to keep the body feeling good. Do you notice mood difference in people in the camp? Are people more um, shorter? Uh, moody? More moody? Yes and no. More, yeah, short. I'd say shorter is the right word. And it's dependent on the day. Like, I'd say last week I was more stressed than I am this week. I'm feeling really calm right now. Uh, and it's like day by day with all five of us. So you'll catch one or at least two people feeling that way every day for the next week. You notice it from the coaches too? Uh, I think they, no, they do a great job just like keeping things light and reading how we're feeling just right when we walk in. Um, when you see um, people uh, switching camps um, or, or, or you, you know what I mean? Even not even like switching camps, but just people like who are coming from foreign lands, right? Like Jay's yeah. coming to Proven for a month and they have to change up their stuff. Do you, 
do you ever think, oh my God, I, I would never want to do that? Like you just get to stay in Florida. It's like kind of like, I don't know if this one's going to resonate with you, but it's the difference between giving birth at the hospital and giving birth at home. Like people who give birth at home, you don't got to do shit. Yeah. After you do the baby, you're there. Yeah, you don't have to go anywhere. You're chill, yeah. And the But other people, they got to put their baby in the baby seat and then someone's got to come out and make sure it's tied right and your baby's now in plastic and you're moving your wife. And it's like, I don't know, it's crazy. I just think it must be so nice for you guys to just be situated with these five people you got all your homies with you. You got your wife. And then you just have to pick up once, strike the target, and then come back, retreat home. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely not an advantage having to travel across the world and spend a month in a place you're not used to. Um, I think, like, like Jay's a good dude. I've talked to him quite a bit. Like, he, having spent, like, a whole month here, that's an advantage because he's at least, like, got a place to call home for a little <clears> bit. And he can make the trip to Madison, but some of the athletes that might not have that uh, as an option where they got to come out like or just a couple of days before and head straight to Madison. It's huge time change. They're just not at home. It's everything's completely different. It's not, it's definitely a disadvantage, I would say. Yeah. You are friends with Jay Crouch? Yeah. We talked a lot uh, like during quarterfinals and semifinals. And when you say talk, you actually talk to him on the phone? Uh, no, I just messaged him. Mess okay. Yeah, he's cool. He was on last night. I really like him. Yeah, he's a good dude. Actually, I met him uh, flying to the games because him and Rob Forte, their team was training in Utah before the games in like 2018. And we were on the same flight. And so they've been like Rob and Jay both like since then have always like reached out and they're they're good people. It was Jay competing as a uh, team on a team. Oh, team. Oh, he, oh, he was then. OK. Yeah, he's cool as shit. I really like him. I hope he does good, too. Yeah, he's a good, dude. All right, man. Well, thank you. I really appreciate you taking the time. I know this was crazy last minute, and the scheduling's been uh, tough, but thanks for making this time for us. Yeah, you guys are busy. Appreciate you. Yeah, we're going to see you. I'm, I'm pumped. Say hi to everyone for me. Uh, to Tell uh, Dom and DC. Can't wait to meet them. Yes, sir. Will do. We'll see you next week. All right, brother. Thank you. Later. Bye. Ooh, I almost put N broadcast. That would have been that would have screwed the whole show up. Get to the choppa. Dallin Pepper and I having a a chatty fast discourse. That was fun. We got his buddy James Sprague coming on tonight. Today's my big day. Uh, Dallin, Luke Parker will be here in a minute. Should we should we look over at Luke's uh, Instagram? And then, uh, and then Paige Semenza, who I'm, who I'm the most prepared for. I knew she was going to be last. I've never talked to her, so I, I, I really dug into Paige's. Um, uh, life. I listened to a couple of podcasts she's on. She's a misfit athlete. They're kind of different. Those guys. They seem like the nerdiest group of athletes. Like really. Uh, I don't know if studious is the right word. Yeah, Luke Parker's coming on. I guess I should prepare uh, Paige's Instagram too. Paige. I'm talking to her. 
there was this girl, man, Paige looks just like this girl. I wish I could remember her name who used to compete out of Denver. Way back in the day, 2008, 2009. Uh, did you happen to pull uh, Dallin's twerking video? No, I didn't. I didn't. Um, I didn't. Uh, I missed the twerking video. Luke is the real deal. Yeah, man, he really is, right? Blake? Blake Smith? I had no idea. Uh, I, honestly, I, I had no idea that, uh, he would he would come this far. It's crazy. Dude, what's up, brother? What's happening? Hey, big fat congratulations, dude. Thank you. You made the hey. leap. It says live for 45 minutes. Am I late? No, 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 no. I, I was on with um uh um who was in here? James Sprague. Down Pepper. Down Pepper was just in here. Okay. I just want to make sure I wasn't late. Mr. I was Pepper. Like, yeah, I been, like, Jesus, dude. Uh I haven't seen it. Uh Sebon, did you see Mayhem's doc about him and Bailey? It's crazy the content they're producing. The content is crazy. I haven't when did that one come out? Taking a picture of you, Savon, putting you on Instagram. Um, it came out a couple days ago. Oh, I just watched the one with um, uh, Paige and uh, Samuel and Roman, and it was crazy good. You and Bailey got one of those too? Yeah. Yeah, they try and cover most the games athletes for Road of the Games episodes leading up to Madison for the Mayhem YouTube channel. And they uh, do a good job. How was Polk Street, Luke? I grew up in Winter Haven. When were you on Polk Street? What's Polk Street? Polk Street in San Francisco? Oh. You were you were not on Polk Street so, in San Francisco. So that's short for Polk State. Oh, oh, oh. Polk State was awesome. Winter Haven was awesome for uh, JB. What's JB? There's days. a Jack in the Box there. I don't know. He no. His name, his handle is it's your boy JB. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, dude, um, that was college baseball. If you're like, why was Luke in Winter Haven? I played, yeah, uh, I, Polk State was my community college. Oh, okay. You went, yeah. you went back there recently, or he's asking you about your past? No, he's asking about my past. Like, how was it? Oh, which I think is cool because I, I absolutely loved Winter Haven, Florida. I mean, it was in an interesting area. You're like 30 minutes from like Disney world. And then on the other side of you, you're like 45 minutes from like Clearwater beach, Tampa, Florida. So a lot of my teammates in the weekends, we'd go to the, uh, like Tampa beach. It was a good life. Yeah. It was, it was a nice little spot. Uh, Luke, how, um, you made the leap and yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of crazy. Uh, I, I honestly didn't think you were going to make it like, <laughs> I appreciate I, the honesty. Yeah. I mean, not just you in general. I just don't, I just, when anyone leaps off a team, I just think, oh, you're fucked. You're yeah. fucked. Like, I totally know what you mean. Only 40 dudes are going. You're in the worst spot in the world to make the leap, the United States of America. Um, yeah. And you made the leap. So, can you tell me about that decision and uh, if it was scary or not? Because you could have gone team again, right? You could have found a team. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So, for sure. I mean, the decision's all always scary, right? Like you're on your own if you're an individual versus team. 
I, I like to tell people this and joke around about it, but I'm serious. Like if I get tired out there on the floor, I can't tag in Angelo. You know what I mean? I got, right. like, I'm on my own. I got to figure it out on my own. And 2021, I actually was going to take the leap of faith and go uh, individual again, or excuse me. No, sorry. I did go in 2021, 2022 last season. I was going to go individual. And so was Angelo. And uh, excuse me, uh, Rich was the one to tell me, Hey, I think it'd be beneficial for you to go team and get some experience at the games and then make sure you're fit enough next season to be able to, you know, bridge that gap. So I think that was huge listening to Rich, obviously it's always big listening to him, but yeah, I think last season, 2022, I thought I was ready. Um, looking back, definitely had, like, as far as my weaknesses, my holes have been closed up more now. Um, they were a little bit bigger last year, but I still think I was going to be, like, right there. Um, but I'm just glad that I made sure I went to the games and with Angelo. And, man, like, I would I would never change that for the world. Even if you told me I was going to qualify last year, like I got to throw down head to head on the worm with Angelo against Rich and Sam Cornier for Mayhem Freedom the whole season on his last year before retiring officially and winning his last gold medal. So that whole that whole season and experience training and working out with Rich was like gold. I would never trade that for the world. And so you when when you when you when that when it was over last year, 2022, you come off the floor. Do you know at that point, okay, I just stepped off as a team, and the next time I come back on, it's going to be individual. Like, do you, when does that set in? And yeah, do you, are you wishy-washy about it? No, not at all. Uh, you, just, you made it sound funny. Like, I'm like a little baby bird. <laughs> yeah, off the yes. Fence. I mean, it's – it's, 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 it's yeah. Hey, dude, there's a, there's a ton of the uh, teams is kind of, this is people might not like this uh, description, but teams is more like grid league, right? I mean, that you it's, it's, there's some specialist shit going on there a little bit. Like you can hide, you can have some holes and yeah. still make it and still make it pretty good. Yeah. For the most part, you're right. Like some tests you can't hide some tests. You can really hide some holes depending on the format and the structure, obviously. But yeah, like to answer your question, I knew going into that season. So I talked to Angelo, finally convinced him to go team with me. Um, and yeah, I told him, I was like, look, bro, we need to crush it this year. Get on the podium, which we didn't. We ended up coming in fifth last year, which is still awesome. And I was like, hey, we need to go individual again together next season. And he was like, let's just focus on this season and we'll talk about all that stuff after the games. And I knew, like, being on the floor, I remember on that last event watching, like, man, Freedom gather around, and they just won by, like, 10 seconds to Oslo Navy Blue. Um, that last event they won, I think it was the seventh event. Maybe in a row? Quote me if I'm wrong there. Maybe it was seven event wins. I think they were in a row. I don't remember. Anyway. I don't remember they won, either. They won the games, right? And I just remember being there, like, giving Rich a hug and Sam a hug and the girls and being like, you know, tell them congrats and being happy for him. And it for sure was going through my mind. Like I'll be here on my Oh, own. already. Wow. Yeah. I had made up my mind that before that season even started, like this is just experience for me to 
get to the games as fast as possible and get experience as fast as possible in Madison. And then obviously like knowing it's preparing me for my individual career. Uh, you, you opened the day with the 21st. Um, did, did that, did that hurt at that point? You're like, Oh shit, I'm going to have to work out of this. You talking about Orlando? Uh, no, sorry. Sorry. Uh, this year. Oh, oh yeah. Orlando. Sorry. Sorry. Is yeah, that where you guys did. were? Orlando. Yeah. Yeah. You're talking about semifinals, right? The first yeah, yeah. 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 I just didn't know what you were talking about. Sorry. Um, Cause I jumped from the games. I apologize. I apologize. <laughs> you're good, brother. Apologize. You're good. Um, yeah, no, I, I mean, just being totally transparent with you. Yeah. Like, yeah, I know I'm su- super fit right now yeah. compared to, like, last season. But going into semifinals, I was very confident I was going to qualify just because. God, I, I love hearing that. I love hearing I was, that. I was peaked at the right time. I was uh-huh. the fittest, the strongest I've ever been. And like I said, being totally transparent, the programming was amazing for me. And a lot of these athletes and people listening understand, like, if the programming is really good for you, there's not really much anyone else can do, you know? Like, you're going to go out and do well. That's just the bottom line. So I knew I was prepared. Like, they could have thrown anything at me differently and changed the programming, and I was going to do really well. But because a lot of those events were in my favor, I mean, it was – I was really happy about it. So I knew. And honestly, that first event was a really good event for me. And – it just didn't go well. <laughs> that, that sled man and that air runner. Oh, oh, interesting. So who who else did I? We had uh Oh yeah, Paige, Paige. That that should have been a good event for your uh, teammate, uh, Paige Powers. Yeah, for sure. And she, I think she may have gotten a twenty first. Also, exact same uh, placement as you. Really. Yeah, and I think maybe she had to dig out of it the whole week, the weekend. But I, you know, I asked her the same thing. She wasn't phased by it. You weren't phased by it when you got that twenty first. Your feelings weren't hurt. You're like, fuck it, I still got this. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it was frustrating because I'm like, man, <laughs> like you know, you never know, right? You're in you're in the heat of battle, but obviously, like when you're in the heat of battle, you want to be the most positive as possible. So you're for sure you have thoughts across your mind like, man, I hope that 21st doesn't come to bite me in the butt later in the weekend because I just lost points right there. But I wasn't phased because it wasn't like I came in 40th place. You know what I mean? And I knew like the best events for me were coming up. I just thought that was going to be a really good event for me. Like I thought in my mind, I'm like, oh, yeah, first event, top 10 finish, no problem. Hopefully show out and crush it and maybe have a podium finish. And I came in 21st, but I mean, it is what it is. Um, Greg Glassman, poor Sevon. He barely slept. What the fuck? No, I'm great. What are you talking about? <clears throat> I'm awesome. Oh, language. Was that, am I swearing a lot? Sorry. Okay. Clean that up. But no, I'm, I'm good. I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm firing on all cylinders. I'm sharp. Sharp, sharp, sharp. Before I got on, I didn't. I mean, I'm not gathering the context here. Have you been up since like 3 a.m. or something? I'm just charging through. Uh, I'm I'm coming to Madison for the first time in in four years or something like that, and That's I'm awesome. and I get to film the behind the scenes. So I wanted to like re before I get there, I want to rekindle my relationship with all you guys. Like have as many of the athletes on yeah. as I can again, so I can like see you face to face, and then when I see you there, we can just charge together. Let's go! I didn't know yeah. you were doing that that's epic yeah and i'm so pumped. Up, I'm, uh, thank you so yeah, and for athletes i mean i think it's gonna be great for everybody yeah me too i'm pumped 
anyway, so I um uh so these guys are just fucking with me. Tell me like I'm off my game a little bit because I'm up an extra 45 minutes early. I'm doing four five interviews a day. And I and I and they might be right, but I'm in denial. A 20 for, 21st. What was the second workout, Luke? Uh the the ruck. It's like ruck ring muscle up complex oh. pistols. And then you have to do like your score is your burpee box recovers. That was that complex thing on the rings. Yep. Wow, you did good at that. That's a hey, that's a good sign going into the games, right? Because I kind of picture the games having weird shit like that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you never know. But as far as like having to figure things out, especially with a ruck or so, I don't know, there's <laughs> there's many torturing devices, right? The games will have. So yeah, I mean, they're gonna find a way to make things more difficult if it's not just more reps and more sets. So yeah, I'm, I'm comfortable with a ruck no matter what we're doing. So. And that, and that total, um, you kind of got to be excited about that. You took third uh, on the snatch, 300 pounds. Yeah, that felt good. I don't know if you <laughs> saw that, but I almost hit 297 and a half. I ended up loading the bar wrong and oh. finally put the, the right weight on with, I think, three seconds or five seconds. I can't remember. But I just remember, like, looking up at the clock, and I hear the lady on the mic go, three two and i'm like all right well i gotta go now and then as soon as she said one i picked the bar up off the ground which that felt good that like under that kind of pressure without really much time to gather myself and you know approach the bar on my own timeline that felt good um, how many times in your life have you hit 300 pounds uh that would be the first time technically um my pr so the only time I've ever snatched more than 300 was one time in my life. And it was, this is actually really comical. It was <laughs> the day of the 2021 games when they snatched in the Coliseum and Guy hit 305 to win that event against Royce Dune from Australia. Yeah. Um, and I was in the vendor village because I didn't qualify in 2021. But I did like games training with uh, Rich's team that year and just like was hanging out watching Rich. And I was at the Army Warrior Fitness like trailer car in the uh -huh. Vendor Village like courtyard. And me and Jacob Pfaff were doing like a power hour challenge where we did these different events against each other. And we did a max snatch against each other. And we both hit 305. I actually hit 295, which that day was a PR and then we only had 10 pound increments and we're on like a little piece of green turf on like uneven concrete. And I was fired up. I was tapered out. Like I've been resting four days, watching rich, just hanging out at the games felt really strong. And yeah, I smoked three Oh five. So that was the only other time I've ever hit anything over 300 was, um, 2021. It's just interesting. Like, I know that may not seem like, oh man, well, that must be like really heavy weight. Well, it is really heavy weight, but like we lift here at Mayhem based off RPE, rate of perceived exertion. It's a fancy way of saying like, if I feel like I only have 70% in the tank today, I'm going to only lift. Like, for example, like if my 90% lift is 300 pounds, 
then I'm only going to lift like, I don't know, 275 for the day. And based on how I feel for training, because with the high volume, we're like smoked. Most of the time, our shoulders are burnt toast and we can't lift very anything very heavy over our heads. So we have to just go lighter. But knowing that when we taper, when the time's right, leading up to competition, I mean, it's a huge trust factor, but you got to trust that, hey, I put in the work and I am strong and that when I taper off and I feel good and feel fresh and feel strong, I'm going to be able to hit a PR or at least match my PR. So we don't lift very heavy very often as far as like trying to hit PRs and stuff during the season. Damn, that you explained that so well. That What a psychological trip that is. So you're telling me that yeah. – how and so how many times have you hit 295? Um. like twice in my life. So, but I have like right now, like to answer your question, I've hit 295 mm-hmm. twice ever in my life. But if yeah. you came here today to Cookville and we're like, all right, you need a max snatch right now. I'm fully confident. I could smoke 300. Yeah. It's crazy because you did. Yeah. You did 300. You said a PR except for this other fucking bizarre PR man, all your PRs are bizarre. They're, they're great data points for um, the trust in your programming. Like it's proof. It's crazy proof of concept. Yeah. Well said. God, that is cool. I know uh, that uh, Todd Tucker, that is very cool. I know what a great story, Luke. Holy shit. So are, are you, uh, you walk out there, it, it, the, the clock's going, do you have time to think, does any part of you think, you know, like um, uh, skateboarders, like they'll keep doing the same trick over and over and over and they're missing it over and over and over. And you're like, I'm watching my kid. I'm like, yeah, he's not even trying now. Like he's trying to land the crash. He's not trying to land the trick. Do you know what I mean? Like they right. do some jump off of stairs and they're trying to land the crash, not land the on the board. And right. is any part of you out there? So, sometimes it looks like CrossFit Games athletes are doing that when they do big lifts. You're like, uh, they weren't really going for the lift. Was any part of you like, hey, there's only one second left, fake it, just fake it? No, no. no. God damn, you're a savage. Well, it's it was cool. cool. Like, I mean, walking out there. So, for example, like one of the other heaviest lifts I have ever had in my life was last year for semifinals. We had a max snatch, um, like ladder for teams. So I was at the MAC and I was. So how it worked was you you keep hitting more weights until you hit 275, which is the last barbell. And then one of your teammates, so me and Angelo both hit 275, and which was awesome. And then you choose one of your guys to go to the final platform, and you can lift as much weight as you want. You can lift 280. You can lift 400. doesn't matter. Like you can pick whatever weight you want, and that's your score. And I, in my mind last year, I was like, I want to hit 300. I'm trying to get the crowd going. I want to like – smoke this and that was a big weight at the time for me last year in semis and rich was in the stands and he's like no 290 290 because 290 was to tie for first and we knew that the girls were coming up our girls and sasha nieves one of our girls was really good at snatching so we knew like if we just put her in the driver's seat we're gonna win that event so i hit 290 so similar thing happens, but it's Jake Locker instead of Rich. And Rich was there too as well telling me like, hey, look, like just hit something safe. Like there's there's no need. Like you're in the driver's seat to qualify for the games this year. Like just hit something around 290 again. 
So in my mind, I'm like, you know what? I'll just go for 290 because one thing Rich has told me, if you're ever in a competition and you're about to go for 295, you need to put on two and a half because it's just two and a half to hit 300. Like don't ever put on 295. So in my mind, I'm walking up. I'm like, all right, I'm going to hit 290. I'm going to run, give myself enough time for like four or five attempts, and I'm going to hit 290. That's my plan. As we're walking out in the corral to the floor, I hear um, Jake. Oh, who was it? Was it Jake? I can't remember, but someone on the like um, Jumbotron, they're like showing the camera on. Oh, Jake Farlow. Yeah. They're like, oh. hey, he hits 300. And I'm like, well, I'm going to have to hit 300 now. <laughs> oh, you knew right there? Seriously? Yeah, well, I was like, well, in my mind, I'm like playing this mind game. I'm like, listen, listen to your coaches and the people that know, like, you need to hit just 290. You're in a good spot. Like, you're still probably going to come top five. And then I'm thinking in my mind, I'm like, but I want to win this event. Yeah. <laughs> and not knowing that Jason Hopper is going to hit 305. But, man, I felt so good out there on the floor. Like, I hit, I think it was 280 was my second to last one. And it felt so easy. And that's such a heavy lift for me. But in the heat of the moment, I was like, man, I feel like I could hit 315 right now if they gave us an extra minute. And I put on to um, the plan was 300. And then I ended up putting on 297 and a half. I met, I messed it up. I didn't put one, two and a half on. When did you realize that? Uh, well, I looked at the lady because I'm like, tighten my belt again and you're supposed to declare the weight to your judge over here on the right corner so i look at her i'm like hey 300 and she goes she like looks at the weight she goes that's 295 and i'm like i look over and i'm like because that's 300 on this side and i look over and it was missing a two and a half on this side and i'm like oh crap so i went and put it on and then like i said did you reset your belt or no oh no like i literally put it on put the clip Take a step over, put this hand on the barbell, put this hand on the barbell, and pick it up. Oh, my God, dude. Crazy. Crowd go crazy? I mean, yes. The sec little section behind me and, like, my friends and family over here. <laughs> like, but, like, not really because I'm in the last little thing. Yeah. And the, all the camera and everyone's focus is on Jason Hopper because <laughs> he has his time. He's cool, calm, and collective like you're supposed to be, right? Yeah, he put on the right weights, and he's like taking his time with his belt, his chalk. I don't know if he was doing this or not, but every all the focus was on him because he had 305 on and he smoked it, and it was a beautiful lift, which he deserved the focus to be on him. But yeah, it was it was a cool moment. Uh Judy Reed, uh Luke Parker is a great storyteller. He makes you feel uh like you're there. Yeah, these are great stories. This is co so cool to hear all this. Man, and and then you make that lift. Hey, do you look? Is your does your do you ever see your judges give emotion too? Like, is your judge happy for you, or is she just like good? Oh, she's laughing because, <laughs> she, <laughs> oh man, she's like flipping the little like uh, paper things. Yeah, to show the right weight. Yeah, and she had two ninety five on there, so she flips the two to a three. So then the time I'm like holding it over my head and like slamming on the ground and like cheering or whatever, she, she has it like three, like I hit 395. So she's oh. like just 
She's oh. like, she's laughing and she's just like fumbling through the numbers, like trying to show the right weight, which I thought was funny because, because it happened so quickly. Like the time I put the clip on, I lift, I pretty much put my hands on it and lifted it. So it was like, she's just trying to put the right numbers on, which was funny. But yeah, I mean, they're not really supposed to get emotional and I don't remember my judge getting emotional as far as like cheering or anything, but I remember them coming up to me and being like, that was awesome. Nice job. Uh, uh, Mike, uh, pool boy. I remember seeing that in person. It was nuts. I got a half chub. Oh, that's nice. Let's go. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> Give the people what they want. Turn yeah. People, it, it's, you know, like when you crash on your bike or something or you fall down or like you, you, and there's no one there to see it and you're like, man, what a waste. I just ate shit on my bike. No one got to see it. There's no video of it. There's no, I always felt like, like, you know what I mean? Or like you drop your cell phone and it breaks and no one saw it, but you, I'm always like, what a waste. Like yeah. 20 people deserved it. So it's cool when people like, yeah, I remember that. Like they got to actually live like, oh shit, Luke's not going to make the lift. And then you got it. Any chance that you thought when it was overhead, like, fuck, are, maybe I didn't get it off the ground in time. No, because I knew, like I saw previously, I think it was Marquand Jones. Hmm. And I, I was even like, man, if they give that to the, to him, I, I should have no problem. Because they say three, two, one, and then the, like, the beep like almost sounds like an alarm goes off, right? Right. You got one second. Be- after they say one, you still have one second. You still have like – I guess, I guess there's, it's the horn. So the oh, horn goes off. Right. Like, and literally like the horn is like mid like peak of like volume, right? And then Marquand pulls it off the ground and sticks it. And it was like five seconds after the horn, he still got it overhead and then drops it. But man, I was like, all right. what? Because I didn't know if they were going to give that to him or not. And I think they ended up doing it like a heat or two before mine. So I was like, all right, I should be fine if I pull off at, at one. And no matter what my weight was going to be, the plan was to pull it off the ground at like one second left anyway. I just wanted to do it like, you know, without rushing myself and taking my time, but it worked out. It was good. Look at how, look at how nice people are. Jamie Ladmer said he tagged you in the reel. So like I could pull it up. God, if there was just one more of me here, I could do that. Thank you. Um, Who, who will be in your corner at the games? Who, which, which, uh, which mayhem coach will be um, Luke Parker's coach? So with my coach's pass, it's going to be my brother. And not <laughs> it's funny. Like, I feel like in the CrossFit community, unless you're a mayhem athlete or like really close friends with me, you don't really know who my brother is as far as like his CrossFit experience and all that. But I mean, he's been my coach like my entire life. He was like my baseball coach when I was in college. I mean, talk about like, I don't want to say <laughs> mental health coach, but like mentality, mindset. He's always been a stud. Like he's always been a huge role model of mine growing up. And like when I did triathlons and like aerobic capacity work a year before I started CrossFit, he was writing me like aerobic capacity progressions. Is this him in the middle? Yes. Wow. He's tall. Yeah. He, uh, He's focusing now on being a, a father and a farmer. But, uh, man, he used to be 
like not too long ago, absolutely shredded and stupid fit. He and I would, would, were doing triathlons a ton before I uh, started CrossFit. But anyway, he's he's going to be my coach officially, but I'm going to have Rich, Jake Lockhart, Jake Foster. I mean, a lot of these other um, mayhem coaches in my corner. And it'll be nice even to talk to like Angela if I have any questions about anything. I mean, those are like my favorite people to go to, honestly, is Rich, Angelo, and Jake Lockhart if I have any questions about workouts or anything. And they're all going to be there in the athlete warm-up area at the games. Look at this. That's right after the lift. Oh, bar still bouncing. Yeah. Oh, man, you are on fire. Look, at it It almost looks like the, the, the ink on your arm is popping off. You're yelling so loud. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Hey, go to uh, – so you're on my IG page? Yeah. Click, click out real quick and scroll up. Is this it? No, keep scrolling up. It's a couple more. This Oh, sh yeah, here it is. Oh, yeah, shit. That's, okay. That's God, I wish I knew how to zoom in on that. So that's one friend filmed on an iPhone. And then Memes for Times filled this, filmed this one. But you can see my judge like flipping through the the numbers. Oh yeah, she didn't even she's not even watching you. She's yeah. not even watching you. <laughs> oh, the poor lady. Hey, who took this picture? Well, it's funny because like, oh, that picture was our media guys. Through oh, he, he killed through, it. Through people's like through fans and stuff, because they weren't allowed in there was no like media area in Orlando. Yeah. That's why I didn't have like professional footage of it. And like that video you just saw was just friends with iPhones. God, it's so good. Yeah. Thank God for iPhones. Everyone's got 4K out there. Yeah, right. Hey, Luke, uh, like, um, you seem very settled in your, in your, I don't know, just facing you like this from thousands of miles away. You seem very settled. You, you, are you best place you ever been in your life? What do you mean? Like as far as being in Cookville or? Yeah, just you just seem like so at peace. You seem just like just awesome. You, I'm just getting good. I'm just Thank getting you, good man. vibes from you. You just seem Thank really you. settled, like stable as fuck. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, I am for sure. I mean, can't complain, man. I'm in good old Cookville, Tennessee. What we're a week out from the games. I'm feeling really good. About to go ball out, have a party in Madison, and then yeah. have a real off season. God is good, man. You, I appreciate the compliment. I mean, it's hard not to be at peace or feel stable. You know, when I know God's got my back, he's taking care of me, he's got me right where he wants me. So I'm just excited, man. I'm excited you're going to be in Madison behind the scenes. Thank you, I can, dude. I can Mom. actually tag you up and not just do it <laughs> virtually through the Zoom or whatever. Yeah. Let's see how happy you are when I'm there when you're crying, but okay. Uh, hey, hey, you know, when I really hear um, the when, when I heard what made me really think that you sound great, this is going to sound so weird. But when I hear you say Angelo's name, yeah, it sounds like you have a friend. Like the, the few yeah. times you dropped his name, I'm like, oh, shit, they're homies. Like I could tell the way you say his name, like it, like it, you yeah. dig him. He's cool, I, got, huh? I got a ton of like, like super close homies here. Yeah. In the and yeah. definitely like he's bridged the gap of. I mean, I feel like everyone here is family, but he's a brother for sure. 
And, and, and you're married too now. How's that going? Man, marriage is awesome. We actually, Oh, you're loving it. Oh yeah. Last oh, night good. we were just kind of joking around chatting about how last night was five months officially. So five months married, man. I haven't upset my wife once yet, so I got it figured out. <laughs> and and she's that. in Cookville too? Yeah, she's in Cookville. She lives with me, so yes. And 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 that's um uh is Cookville home for you now? Do you think you're a Cookville guy? You think you'll raise your family there and like that's gonna be Yeah, I mean that's a good question. I mean, this is what I tell people. Look, I don't know where I'm gonna end up. I don't know if next year I'm gonna be living overseas or wherever. I'm going to go wherever God leads me. And right mm -hmm. now I'm competing in CrossFit. And if I'm going to be competing in CrossFit, there's no better place to be than Cookville, especially with this family that I've built here at Mayhem and obviously having Rich watch over me, make sure I don't do anything stupid. And uh, yeah, I mean, I got a core family here. I, I don't know. I could live, I could see myself living here the rest of my life or just another few years while I'm competing. I, I have no idea but I don't see myself leaving anytime soon. That's what I try and tell people. This, um, you, you said twice now that like, uh, you, you basically, you feel, you feel good. You trust the path God's put you on and you're in God's hands. And it's a, that's a great feeling. What about on this really, um, micro level? Do you have a plan to accept situations that go bad at the games? Like you're about to go out on the floor and your pre-workout's not there or, you forgot your shoes. Like, do you have a, you know what I mean? Like, do you have a, do you have like a, okay. Do you know what I mean? Like that also is in the plan. Don't get upset. Stay chill, Luke. Like, do you have a plan? Like, do you have a, do athletes prepare for that mentally? Those little things that could go wrong that could like throw you off, but have no business throwing you off. Shit. I packed the banana instead of an orange. I, the orange was supposed to be for at night, you know, like. Yeah. I mean, micro level like that. I mean, that's why I have my, my coach there, my brother, right? Like, he's, he's going to make sure I have my banana and not my orange, you know, like he's yeah, going to make okay. sure I have my workout and that. But as far as like, well, what if something happens that throws me off? What if I don't yeah. have my pre-workout or whatever, like you're saying, so, something your wife's up. car breaks down on the way to the venue and someone yeah. tells you that now it's in your brain as you got onto the floor and you're like, what then, the fuck? Then you just got to remember it's the games. You know what I mean? Then I feel like that just comes down to the athlete. Like, I don't care if I didn't eat the entire day. If I'm at the games and the lights are on and three, two, one go is about to happen. I don't care if I'm barefoot out there and I don't yeah. have, I don't care if I don't have knee sleeves, grips, wristbands, whatever. Like I could be naked. I could be in the nude out there. I'm going to go send it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't matter. I, I pictured you when you were actually saying all that, I was picturing you out there naked. I'm like, well, what if you went out there naked? I was going to up the ante on you, but you took it. You said it. Yeah. All right. Uh, do you, so do or die. You, you're bringing everything Absolutely. I mean, you got to, you train your whole life, prepare for, for this, you know, um, uh, cuts, did that get in your head at all? I mean, as far as getting in my head in a negative way, no, but yeah. they're definitely in my head in, in a positive way. I think it's a good like guideline and goal to remember like day one, this is, this is how I like to look at competition, right? A lot of people stroll in there and they're like, all right, shake the rust off, shake the nerves off. No, you got to be ready to go that first event because that first event, day one, when you're trying to just break the, break the ice, 
you could lose points that could cost you the, the last cut. You know what I mean? As far as the cuts go, I'm not worried about them, but for sure I want to obviously be inside the cut line safely. So I don't have to be, you know, like, I mean, I'm not going to be freaking out, but I don't want to be, I don't know. I might like being close to the cut line. It might make me work harder, but anyway, yeah, I definitely want to be inside I'm the cut. Savage. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, more games for you. You go yeah. this year, you're going next year too. Now, are, are you in now? Yeah. I'm, they hooked me, man. Yeah. I got the CrossFit bug. They got me. I mean, this, this, this is why I have such a cool head about like competing and stuff is at the end of the day, I'm competing against myself. Like, I don't care who's next to me. Right. Like, yeah, if, if there's someone like if you and I are doing a workout, Savon, and there's we both have two reps to go and we just have to jump over the bar and run to this buzzer. Yeah, we're going to both push harder than we would normally. But at the end of the day, we're competing against ourselves. And that's what I'm trying to do right now is find out who the fittest Luke Parker is. Mm. And I'm trying to be the, the fittest version of myself and see what, how I stack against these kids. And some of these dads out there, respect all the dads out there in the field. And yeah, I mean, I definitely, definitely don't see myself stopping doing CrossFit or competing and trying to make it to the games and succeeding and doing well. It's just crazy, man. Like really, I really haven't been doing this that long. And every year I just keep getting better and better. So just, yeah, every year you contemplate life because training at this level sometimes a lot of times sucks and you're just like, why am I doing this to myself? But it's, it's cool to remember your why. And it's cool to see the progress and how far you've come just from not too long ago. And I know that you can say the same thing about yourself. Like even with this podcast, look, look at, look at your CEO podcast, man. Look how far you've come from literally last year. And then yes. you look back two yes. years like, dude, yes. what is going Crazy. on? Now you're behind the scenes of the games this year. Crazy. Crazy. Next year we're gonna be laughing, bro. You're gonna. You're, this is gonna take off. It's gonna be a good thing. Uh, Luke. I so let's talk about that. You came. I thought the first time I met you that um, you were smoking crack. I was like, <laughs> th th this guy is completely fucking delusional. He when was that? Was that 2021? You had me on the first. Probably a couple years ago, early on. And yeah. I just remember thinking he's too old to. Th this is not like this isn't baseball. This isn't um, this isn't a show. This is like really fucking hard work. Like even hard work like that I can't even fathom. Yeah. And um, I, and you and, and you went to the mayhem camp, and I'm like, he probably has no business being there. It's notoriously just hard. I asked um, uh, Rich the other day. It was so funny. Um, I said, hey, Rich you guys just chew people up and spit them out over there, huh? And he goes, no, no, we just make their dreams a little more realistic for them. Like, or something like that. And, but you made it through all that. It's, it's, it, really you, it, it is really, uh, it's not a, it's an understatement to say that um, you haven't been doing this too very long. Not only have you not been doing it very long, but you're, you're late to the party. Yeah. And, and, yeah, and, and, and here you are. I'm late to the party, but at the same time, I feel young in the party, you know, because nowadays we look at kids that have been doing CrossFit who are 25 years old today. Yeah. But they, how old are they, you? They, how old are you? 29. Okay. 
But my, so it's not that you're is, old, but you are late to the party. You just started late. Exactly. Like, but but the point I was going to bring up is like, there's kids that are doing the sport today that are 25 ish years old, but they've been doing CrossFit since they're 12. Yeah, yeah. They have all that wear and tear on their body for that long. Oh, right. Like over a decade, over 10 years. And I have, I'm just now like, can say I've been doing it for my fifth season, my fifth year. So I'm like, I, my knees, my joints, I still feel young. Mm. Granted, I've had dings and stuff and like tweaks and maybe some micro tears, but like, that's just part of it, especially when you're trying to bridge and close the gap so quickly. You know what I mean? You're putting your body through hell and back literally every day. So you're obviously riding the line of getting hurt, but I still feel young, you know? I feel like I'm just now learning how fit and resilient I can be in certain skills and areas. So I just like to look at aerobic athletes, like endurance athletes. They don't really reach or bridge their potential until they're in like their mid thirties. Not that I want to be doing CrossFit like when I'm 40 or anything as far as competing, but. It's nice watching kind of rich. uh, I'm, I'm enjoying watching rich tone it down. Well, I'm enjoying watching just maybe tone it down is not right. Pivot to biking. Yes. <laughs> I'm enjoying that. Yeah, you're right. Toning down is not the right. Yeah, I'll give you that look because, dude, no yeah. one has any idea how hard this man is working. He's probably doing more volume than the majority of the CrossFit Games athletes right now. As far as training, he's just doing it on a mountain bike now. And he's, yeah, he, he's stupid fit on the mountain bike right now just from a few months of getting after it. Training for this 100-miler. It is – and he has to start in the back, like, because it's part of some charity thing, too, right? I want, I, I was kind of surprised he's doing that. Yeah. Yeah. He won't end up in the back. Yeah. It was something, some, it was something crazy, like, I don't know, less than a dozen people who started where he's starting, finishing the time, time, uh, cap or whatever, the 24 hour yeah. time cap or whatever. Yeah, well, no one, no one's as savage as him when it comes to passing people on narrow trails. And if anyone knows that, it's me. <laughs> Never forget, like, we're in this, last year, we're in this 24 hours in the canyon. So, yeah. Texas, right? Palduro Canyon. And we're There's on- There's a 24-hour bike ride? It's a 24-hour bike race, but we're doing teams of four. So, okay. you, we'll ride, like, an hour lap. Well, for him, a, like, 40-minute lap. And then you'll rest a few hours and then you go again for 24 hours. So we only did like, I think Rich did like nine laps. He did the most because his team was the fastest. Anyway, my second year doing it was last year and I wasn't on Rich's team. So I can hear him yelling at me. He's like 50 yards behind me. He's like, I'm coming, boy. And I'm, I knew starting this lap, I was like, I got to get after it or Rich is going to catch me and pass me. And I'm going up this like nasty climb, like climbing up these rocks. I'm out of the saddle. I'm grinding. And he just goes, just right past me. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like literally thinking in my mind, there's no CrossFitter that could pass me on a bike when I'm grinding up this hill. And then sure enough, Rich is like, he's, he like, when he passes me, he like nudges me and throws a bow at me. He like kick, pulls his foot off the clip, like kicks my tire, clips back in while he's on the climb and just keeps going. I'm like, dude, what the heck? Savage. <laughs> Not real um what's going on what's going on with gee luke um yeah. t- two-part question what's he doing how's he doing and 
does it fuck with you guys that he didn't make it? Like you got the brute team and the whole team's going and they're like high as a kite over there. And then you got one of your superstars on your team who didn't make it. Does that hurt? And, uh, and how's he doing now? Yeah, he's doing great. I just talked to him a lot actually yesterday. We, uh, got a chance to catch up. He's doing great mentally. I mean, he just took his like official off season. He's been in Brazil with family and friends. And yeah, obviously it sucks. Like you, you don't want to be a superstar and, you know, have some unfortunate events happen to the point where you don't even show up to the games. And it's just part of a story. And he's extremely faith driven. He's got a really strong relationship with God and he'll tell you himself. Like he's, he feels like God's testing him because he felt like his first year he was more faith driven in his identity. And then like this past year, his identity, his mind was consumed with where he was in the leaderboard and not where his identity was supposed to be. And then he just felt like God's really testing me like, Hey, if you're going to put your faith and trust in me, then all right, you're going to go a season without going to the games. And I want to make sure that your faith is still strong. And he, he feels great mentally. He's like, look, I get a whole year to just get my mind right, get my body right for next season. I get to plan my whole calendar year the way I want. I get a real off season. I get, shoot, extra time to rest my body compared to some of these athletes who are competing right now. So I know he's got a good head on his shoulders. And not to get too nitty gritty in the details or make excuses or anything, but it's just tough. I mean, if there was Z scoring in that semifinal, he would have smoked those other guys. I mean, you look at that second to last workout, like he beat everyone by like five minutes. Like second place guy, I think was literally like, if it wasn't five minutes, he was at least three minutes behind Guy's score. And yet he's like only two points ahead of that guy. You know what I mean? And there was only like a handful of guys he's actually competing against in his semifinal. So it's just tough. Like you can't bomb one event. He almost has to literally win every single event to qualify because there's only two spots, which is just rough. But it is what it is. And he's got a good head on his shoulders. And I know he's going to come back in 2024 and be the star that he is and put on a show for the, for the fans. Um, he's definitely missed. Uh, that's crazy that you mentioned, um, uh, Z Z score as Will Brandstetter says, a uh, Tyler Watkins just wet his pants. Yeah, I agree. What, what, it, what it, Jesus, look at that. Look at There he is. Tyler Watkins. Luke was the winner of the first comp to use Z score. My God. Wow. You've arrived. Mr. Watkins. I cannot believe Luke Parker dropped the Z score. Z score, baby. Let's go. <laughs> shit. So wow. Jason, Jason knows. When I was I over f- there at JR's competition, which I don't know if you know this about me, Savon, but I'm friends with JR. He's mm-hmm. run the Crash Crucible. Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. So the programming has been phenomenal. Actually, every single year he's hosted the Crash Crucible event at his Crash Fitness gym. I've competed. And it's kind of nuts. Okay, I did know that. Okay, I did know that. My brain's always like a few steps behind. I did know You're that. You're good. You're good. And it was interesting this past year, they used the Z scoring. And I believe, I think I might have won anyway, maybe not, maybe by a few points, but I won because of the Z scoring. I had a few events in that competition where I did really well and I separated myself. Yeah. And you, you earn separating yourself. And I like using this example. So if there's people listening right now and they're like, well, what the heck is Z scoring? And what are these guys talking about? My favorite example is 2021. Rich broke the record of every single event on the first day with Mayhem Freedom. He won four events in a row. Oslo Navy Blue came in second, I believe, in three of the four events. 
they were only like four or five points ahead of Oslo Navy Blue, and Oslo Navy Blue is in second place. And there was two events where they beat them by minutes, like smoked them, absolutely spanked them. But on the leaderboard, it looks like they're like right there. Tied, yeah. And if it was Z scoring, you know, like Rich's team, man, Freedom would have been up 100 points. So that's the best way to describe it. It's like it's the same thing. If there's a small, it's kind of like the Gee situation. If there's only a few people that are, you know, the people that have the points that you're competing against, it's just tough when there's not a whole lot of people in the field to mix up the leaderboard. Anyway. I just can't get over the fact you're talking about Z scoring. God, Tyler Watkins must be so happy. <laughs> hey, dude, uh, thanks for coming on. You the man. So good talking to you. You seem like you're in great spirits, man. You're, you're on you. fire. Yep. Love great you, buddy. See, see you in 10 days. Sounds good, brother. All right. Ciao. See ya. Now for the mysterious the secret <laughs> of CrossFit, Paige Semenza. Hey, girl, what's up? Not much. How are you? What's uh, awesome? I am pumped. Yeah, I am pumped. Oh my goodness, I am so pumped. Yeah, good to have you on. I've never. Yeah, it's great to be on. Paige, when was your first year at the games? Uh, twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen. Marathon oh. row. Oh. Yeah. Wow. A wonderful year. Okay, so we have cross paths. Yeah, you have such a yeah. familiar name, but I was trying to think. I don't think I've ever like met you in person. I've never like shook your hand or said hi to you or anything. Yeah. I was a rookie back then. I was super quiet. I mean, I'm still super quiet. Yeah, you are quiet, huh? Yeah. But you're Maybe not, not at home, but but you're not a shy person. No, no. not really. Um oh, welcome. I'm 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 glad you're I'm glad you're on the show and congratulations. Uh what number of games is this for you? So this is my fourth individual. I actually went 2017 was team. So I was on Timberwolf with Andrea Nissler. What Back a pedigree. before she was. Yeah. I know, right? Back before she was, you know, on all these amazing teams. Hey, um, Luke was just on, and I w- and we were talking about how that was Luke Parker, and we were talking about how he made the leap from um, team to uh, individual. Uh, and I, I never thought he'd make it. I, I don't ever think anyone's going to make it. It just seems like too big of a gap. How did you do that? Was that scary doing that leap? Uh, it was. I knew back then, though, that I originally wanted to go individual. So when I made my first regionals in 2016, um, I was like, wow, I like I fell in love with it so hard. Um, and Kelly Wilde and I were former teammates at Ohio State. We played ice hockey together. She was on the team at the time. They had been to the games a couple of times then. So she's like, hey, we need a, a third teammate. That was back in those teams of six. So <clears throat> that was a. Uh, that was how that, you know, kind of came together. So 2017, we went team. I lived out there uh, in Minnesota with Kelly and her family. Um, they were, you know, kind enough to take me in for the year. So it was really awesome. Uh, Barry McCockner, uh, Kelly is a wild beast. Kelly, oh, Ke- no, Ke- no, Kelly Wild is a beast. She is a wild beast. Kelly Wild <laughs> is a wild beast. <laughs> you can double down on the wild. Uh, no, she's Mike, awesome. Mike Pullboy, Paige is the most underrated athlete on the field. Four years at the games as an Indian never gets the respect. But wouldn't she gets the respect? Gets <laughs> yeah, I don't think I, it's not that I don't get the respect. I think I have the respect. It's, you know, again, I'm on the quieter side. I'm, I'm not huge on social media. Um, I just kind of, you know, keep my head down. 
um, tell me, t- uh, that's fascinating to me that you're an ice hockey, uh, you were an ice hockey player. I'm trying to think if there are any other. Carolyn Prevost. Oh, she, well, she was everything, She's a badger. wasn't she? Oh, she yeah, she, but, but that, I think I, ice hockey was her main, you know, college sport. Okay. Yeah, we played against each other. So that's kind of cool. Are, um, where were you born? I'm from Pennsylvania. Okay. So, so you're American. Scranton area. Okay. So you're American. Yeah. American Canadian, uh, a hockey player. Yeah, correct. And, uh, in, in your first sport was. Ice hockey. No shit. Yeah. I think I started, I actually started later than most. I started when I was eight, played nice. with the boys and then moved on to, uh, the women's sport. How come you played with the boys? There weren't girls to play with. Not where I lived. Um, at, at least the teams weren't like up to the caliber of taking it to a higher level. So I had, we traveled a ton. Me and my mom traveled so much, man. Like those, I look back on those times. I'm like, I don't know how we drove six hours here, six hours there, eight hours here. Like we drove everywhere together to do hockey. Yeah. And, and when you started at eight, um, how many, um, how many days a week were you training? Was it just, just thrown right in the fire? Pretty much every day. I was like, please take me to the ice rink. I lived three minutes away. So I basically lived there. It was like my second home. And um, why not uh, um, uh, figure skating? Why not uh, twirls and, and jumping? And it, it, no. <laughs> Honestly, I, I mean, that is a super, it's like, you know, gymnastics. You have to be perfect on your feet when you're out there doing figure skating. But I was such a tomboy when I was a kid. I played every sport with the boys. So that was, it just, I don't know. I was a magnet towards ice hockey. Yeah. And, 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 and I didn't, I, I meant it um, in, in this sort of tongue in cheek and facetiously, because if you go somewhere, right, let's say, I mean, I remember in the seventh grade taking sewing and I show up there and I'm the only boy in the class. <laughs> I'm like, where's the other boys? And they're like, you're the only one they wanted to, to take sewing. I was like, why? <laughs> you know, like that shit's important. Right. Yeah. Um, and the, I was one of the few girls. Yeah. Well, at so, least you, here. so you signed up and you're like, any other girls? I'm like, let's fuck them up. Let's go. Get Paige, out of the guys. <laughs> Paige, were there any other girls or were you the only girl? Yeah. There no, were there some. were a few. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we had a women's team. We had a girls team here, but again, just the caliber, the level of play wasn't like up there to get yeah. to a level of, I actually lived in Vermont for three years. I went to an all girls school for ice hockey. Um, it's called the North American hockey Academy. I didn't even know this shit existed. Yeah. Yeah. So to, that was, there's a there's a hockey high school for girls. Yeah. Best, Holy best shit. thing I ever did was go to that school. Um it was I wouldn't just, have even uh, thought there's a hockey high school for boys. Uh for I'm sure there's a lot out there for guys. Guys is a little bit different, right? Like they have like juniors, there's college, there's different ways of of playing at certain levels for mm. the guys as opposed to the girls. Um but yeah, going to the school in Vermont, we literally lived in an old ski lodge out in Vermont, um, up in Stowe, Vermont. So it was really awesome. Uh, the school was meant to be like, you would go to your regular school in high school, and then you would um, kind of come out a month or two into school, and you would go to the school for five months. And then you would in, like enroll back in your regular high school at the end of the year when the season was done. 
Um, but I ended up going to this school full time. Um, what, why, so, why you full time? That makes me feel better too. When you said you were, you switched back and forth, I got anxiety. That's that would fuck me well, up. Well, that was the kid. thing. I was like, I, I don't think I could handle like you're following your school's curriculum while you're away at the school, um, <clears throat> with the teachers that you had. Um, and I just, I was not that kind of athlete, like person, kid that can do like juggle all of that. So I was like, when they had a full-time school, I was like, that's it. Like, I feel like that's probably our best route. Um, and then it was just hockey all year round. You're in Stowe, Vermont in the summer times. Like, you know, you guys see like Matt Fraser up in Vermont in the summer times. Like, it's just such an amazing place. Um, so that place always has a, a special hold on my heart. Where are you now? I'm home in Pennsylvania. Oh, bad. Uh, we okay, live. Bad. Yeah. So my, we live up in a little town called Oliphant. Yeah. Um, the home of Tanya Wagner, Pennsylvania. Oh, is it? I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know where about in Pennsylvania though. It's a big like state. 30 miles, probably outside of Philly. I want to say North of Philly. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. so she's, we're on the same East side of the state. Uh, Eaton Beaver, do you think you should warn newbies to the show before you say our names? Listen, when I had a curse debtor on here, I'm not reading Eaton Beaver and uh, Barry McCockiner. And I'm, 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 uh, uh, you're at your 18, right, Paige? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> warn them. Much older. I don't even realize. Warn how them. This... Isn't it in the title of the show? What? The, how old you are? No, no, no. Like our names. Oh, oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. No, no, no. This, this, no. See, this guy's name is Eaton Beaver, like eating oh. beaver. And so there's a bunch of people in the chat like that. Tons with crazy names. Okay. And, and like, look at this guy, Barry McCockiner. I competed against Paige's brother at CrossFit KOP. He is a monster. Agreed. He is still a monster. Wow. You hang Just out with a the wild beast monster. and a monster. What? Say it again. Yeah. He is a state trooper now. So oh, that's cool. He, yeah. That he's still happy. a monster. Yeah. Uh, and, and so I don't read, I, I, uh, there's so there's the names are too crazy. If you're not 18, I don't read your name. Sorry. And I forget how risque this show is until I have someone on like that. Like I have Olivia on. I'm like, wow, this show is really risque. I didn't realize that. Uh, <laughs> Seb on your, PG 13. Yeah. Or G Seb on your good dude, uh, for not reading those when Olivia was on. Thank you. That's right. I, I just picture her dad coming over and beating me up. <laughs> um, so, uh, the, the, you know, jujitsu is like that too. My kids do fighting and at mm -hmm. the, at the young age, the girls and boys are mixed together. And what's interesting is there's, but there's equally as many girls as there are boys. And it is in that sport, it's kind of unfair. I wonder if it was like this in hockey because the women are eight-year-old girls, a different creature than an eight-year-old boy. Eight-year-old girls yeah. feels more like a 10-year-old boy. Like she's more agile. She's she seems more aware. She's not like staring off into the crowd. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Uh more limber, faster, stronger. Was it like that in hockey at eight? Were you more did you have an advantage over the boys? Uh I, I don't know if I had an advantage. I I was athletic, so I, I really took to the sport quickly. Um, but yeah, you are I, I'd say there's a finesse to it back then because as I grew up, like you can start hitting, you can start getting hit. And I didn't want to get hit. So, you know, you have to avoid that by skating better. Um, you know, otherwise you're getting rocked because guys, they would target you. Like when you were a girl on the ice and they're like, Oh, you think you're better than us. 
Like, well, <laughs> show me I'm not. I love human beings are so fucked up. Oh, you think you're better than us? True. Uh, it, or do you ever lose any teeth? No. No. Oh, nope. wow. These are all my 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 good old pearlies. Wow, you have very nice teeth too. Fuck, Emily Rolf was on here the other day. She has crazy teeth too. Oh my goodness. <laughs> wow, congratulations. Aren't you supposed to lose a tooth? In all seriousness. Yeah, I feel like that is kind of like your way in. I think more for the guys though. It's a. You know? It's not just a stereotype. It's it's like. Yeah, it's a it's a thing. I mean, they're playing without a cage, right? Like as women in the sport, we wear wear the cage. Men do in college, but as you get into the higher levels, like, or you're playing, you know, beer league with your buddies, you're probably gonna lose a tooth somewhere. Beer league. Uh, and and did you play any other sports? I played a bunch growing up. Um, you know, again, I was such a tomboy growing up. Basketball, baseball, softball field hockey. Um, I kind of played a little bit of everything basketball. I never got into soccer though. That was one of the sports I didn't really get into. You got both your ACLs, your knees good. Yeah, they're good. Yeah. Well, that's cause you didn't get into soccer. <laughs> right. And, and, uh, those are all team sports, anything individual? Uh, not until CrossFit. No, uh, I definitely grew up being a team team player for sure. Um, which is why I think I enjoyed going team my first year uh and knowing I had a teammate that I got along well with in Kelly like you know there was a lot of um mutual like effort attitude everything towards the sport so that was kind of cool um yeah and and then and then tell me about this leap why did you make the leap and did you always know since you since you started having CrossFit Games aspirations that was teams just a vehicle to get to individual or was there some sort of switch? Yeah, I back in 2016, I actually went into regionals by barely making it. I think I finished back then. It was like they would take the top 20 from your region um, and I finished 29th. So somehow it backfilled all the way up to me and they're like, hey, here's your surprise invite three weeks away from regionals. And I was like, oh, wow. Um, so that was my first individual back in 2016. And I went from barely making regionals to finishing like 14th. So I knew that there was potential there. Um, so we kind of just started running with it. Uh, team was kind of a, a, a catalyst in that. Just I wanted to get the experience. I wanted to be around better people and take it from there. I always knew I wanted to move back home. I didn't want to stay in Minnesota, although I met amazing people out there. I still keep in touch with some of them. Um, but everyone that was on the team then has kind of gone a different route. Uh, Anthony Davis, Anthony Davis was mm. there. He's our mm. big snatch guy. Yeah. yeah wow. Um, I think he just left Minnesota. They just moved him and his wife. Um, <clears throat> another guy, Roderick, he actually is from St. Louis and he ended up staying out in Minnesota and I know he's still out there today. So, yeah. Um, I, someone uh, asked, I actually didn't, um, ask this question. This is a good question. Uh, where's the question? Uh, sorry, uh, Chelsea Miller. Sorry, late to the podcast. What age did you play hockey with the boys until good question? How long did that, that last? Was a good question. Um, not super long. I played through like junior varsity. So like middle school, um, and then the 12 is it was at 12 or 13. Yeah. Kind of that age. Yep. And then when I knew that, like, you know, this could be a potential college sport for me and 
there was, you know, wanting to get more competitive with the women, um, knowing guys are getting more aggressive. Like um, I, I wasn't out there wanting to get, you know, hit and injured or severely hurt or anything like that. So um, always going into a female sport, like taking the sport that way, that direction was always going to happen eventually. Um, and then I played on a few like girls clubs teams and um, eventually went out to uh, Vermont in high school in my sophomore year. And, and that's where the crazy driving takes place when you start getting on the club's team, club team. Yeah. Your yeah, mom's I actually taking played, you Yeah. We, we played on a team from Florida. So there was a lot of flying as well. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Surprisingly, Holy we had a pretty shit. good, pretty good team in Florida too. So that was, that was also, you know, really cool part of my, t- of my life, you know, getting to travel there. We went to nationals that was out in San Jose. Um, yeah. A lot of travel my younger How, years. Are you still close with your mom? Yeah. Yep. Dude, what that's, that's some wild shit. Uh, yeah. wow. Cause I do a lot of stuff with my kids and the farthest mm-hmm. I drive them now is uh, like 40 minutes to just skate with the pro skater once a month or once a week. 40 That's minutes awesome. there, two hours there, 40 minutes back. And I want to, I'm, I'm like, I don't, I, I think he's max. They've maxed out my loyalty to them. Oh Dude, no, you, you'll, you'll find the superpower as a parent. Like when your kids start traveling for other sports and it's just, it's going to happen. You're just going to start traveling and driving and doing all these crazy things with them. And you're oh, going to look back on it and be like, you're well, I'll, I'll never me. regret it. Oh, you're going to love it. <laughs> oh my God. My, the tennis coach said recently, he's like, cause he's eight and he plays with 16 year olds and he's like, Hey dude, what are That's you going to awesome. do when, uh, uh, what are you going to do? Like, what's the plan? I'm like, the plan is he's going to be the greatest, uh, tennis player ever to play tennis out of Santa Cruz. And if uh, Djokovic wants to play him, he's going to have to come here. Like I'm not fucking going <laughs> in. I'm not taking him over the hill. Yeah. Like our area, San Jose. Yeah. I'm not going over there. Fuck That's like, <laughs> all right. So you're like, so one of one of my friends, she lives super close to the gym, owns the gym. Yeah. I'm gonna call her out here. She has a hard time driving anywhere else that's like ten minutes away from home. Yeah. Like the grocery store. Now nah, we're gonna Instacart that. But like yeah. for me, I'm used to driving like twenty minutes at a time here, twenty minutes there. Um, so traveling was always like a couple hours isn't a big deal. Um so you're you're living in pennsylvania and your mom you're so dedicated to your craft and your mom is so dedicated to helping her daughter fuel her daughter's passion that she signs you up for some soccer some hockey team in florida because they must have had some amazing reputation um we had a really good connection through a friend here uh her name is tina Podrowski, she actually got us connected with the Florida team. She played as well. Um, and they just needed more players, better players. And then we tried it out and got along so well with every girl and every parent on the team. Like it just, everything kind of blended together and it just made sense. How do you so practice my mom with the enjoyed, team in Florida? If you live in huh? Pennsylvania, how do you practice with them? we would take just long weekends. So you had to have a requirement of like 10 games with the team. So we would try to get like in when we're your kids and you're playing ice hockey, you could play like six games in a tournament um, in one weekend. Right. So it was very easy to get those weekends in. It only took like two or three. Um, But we had such a good like crew of girls that we just, some of us got along so well on and off the ice that, 
you know, you can read each other, you know exactly where they're going to be on the ice. It's all about the chemistry. Um, and the chemistry for us just clicked super early on. Wow. Hey, did you ever, um, uh, did you ever fight and do girls fight in hockey? Like the boys do? Uh, kind of. I mean, you get, it breaks up a lot sooner. You can't really just like drop the gloves and go at it. Um, but there were definitely moments of aggression. Right. Um, and that's not to say the women's sport isn't physical, like <clears throat> being at Ohio state in the like, w- like Western collegiate league, like we were the most physical out of any league, um, in college. So you had to learn to be super gritty. Yeah. Uh, by no means that I think it was, um, not by yeah. nature, that sport is gritty. You're on those skates sure. and you have a stick and a ball and or a puck and you guys hit each other basically. So you hit yeah. each other, but you guys don't make it as overt as the guys. You don't turn it into a boxing match, but you're still hitting each other. Right. Like if it, if they can tell that it was like an intentional check, you're getting a penalty for that. Um, but as far as like, you know, being in front of the other team's net and the defenseman's trying to get you out of the way, they're going to, they're going to put hands on you. They're going to push you. They're going to do whatever they can to get you out of the way. Right. You don't say sorry if you knock someone down and hear them lose their breath as they hit the ground. No. You say <laughs> that's what you get. <laughs> hey, uh, uh, what do you think it does? Um, um, I, I, uh, you think it's good that as a, as a young lady to have so much interaction with boys, you think it changed your, um, as opposed to like if you would have just had tons of interaction with girls? Like, I, I'm trying to think, like, I didn't get any interaction with girls as a kid. Like, I went to school, but I only played with boys. Uh, Maybe. But, I mean, I also went to an all-girls school in high school. So oh, right. Okay. I didn't get you made the up main for it. interaction with boys then. Yeah. Right. Um, so, it definitely was different for me. I definitely had a different experience there. Um, so, I didn't date boys in college or in high school. I kind of had one long-term relationship in college. Uh, that one kind of fluffed out. Um, and then I didn't date anybody for a long time. Um, a couple of like smaller things here and there through my like mid twenties. And then now I am in a long-term relationship. So how long is long? How long is long? Uh, we're almost three years. So, oh like, shit. Two, Congratulations. Just over two and a half. Yeah. So my boyfriend, Ben, we lived together. Um, he moved here. He actually used to coach at Scott Panchik's gym out at, uh, CrossFit oh. mentality. So he's a CrossFitter. He is a CrossFitter. Yeah. That's how did we he met. play. Did he play hockey? No, he was a track star track runner. Um, interesting. You say that because, uh, uh, we had Emily Rolf on here yesterday and she said something that I wish I would, could have dug into a little bit more uh, too, but she, I, God, she said something that basically maybe she went to an all female college or something, but basically she didn't find boys until she was 22. Oh, she was a gymnast. She was just a gymnast, right? You know, just, yeah wake up in the morning and just be in the doing gymnastics. She wanted to be an Olympic gymnast. So for 20, she gave 20 years of her life to that. And then uh, I didn't actually know that. And then pull your head up and be like, Oh, maybe. And then she said she took a year off. It sounded (laughs) like she drank and dated boys. And I was like, Oh, that's cool. (laughs) Yeah. You know, you got to get the college feel somehow. (laughs) Uh, Michael Banyan, a hockey players rule. Therefore page does too. Oh, some algebra. Awesome. Thank you for the money. That's, that's a lot of money. I thank you, Paige, yeah. for coming on here and having people throw money at, at for me. For sure. You come on, they throw for money sure. at me. This is like a – I used to actually, before CrossFit, I used to deal cards at the casino. We have a, a local casino here. Um, and it's just like, you know, a nice little tip right there. Yeah. I actually loved it too. Um, uh, 
Dude, that sounds scary as shit. <laughs> Why? Just because, because it's a casino? No, because even when I deal cards like with my two eight year with my eight year old and my two six year olds, and then we're playing blackjack, I always feel bad like I'm gonna throw a card and it's gonna flip on uh, up facing up when it should face down. I'm always <laughs> like dealing cards is stressful. Tell me about that. How old were you when you did that, and how do you get into that? Do you have to go to card dealing school? Yeah. So you I do? Actually, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I um, how did I get into that? Wow, you're wild. This is getting. I good. don't. I don't quite remember how I got into it. Um, but we have. A casino that like my parents live about 20, 20 minutes from where we live now. Um, and the casino is like five minutes away. Um, so we, we learned that there was going to be a dealer school opening in the summer and it's six weeks long. You go for free. So they don't pay you for it, but they pay for your gaming license, which your gaming license is like a thousand bucks or something. So you're oh. not going for free. Um, How much is the school? You go, it's free. Like you go to dealer school, like you can sign up for it. Um, and you don't pay anything. They don't pay you. Um, they just eventually will pay for your dealing license. Oh, okay. Does that make sense? Your game. Yeah, okay. License. Okay. 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 Yeah. 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 So, um, it was six weeks of learning blackjack, Spanish 21, let it ride three card poker. So those are the four games that you learn first. Um, and for someone like me who has like the personality where everything needs to be neat, tidied up, uh, organized, like dealing cards and having a beautiful like table of chips laid out is like that was like so satisfying um but you're doing quick math you're interacting with other people like you have to be super outgoing for for that kind of um position um which you know i i think of myself as being super introverted but yet i'm in all these positions where i need to be super outgoing uh so yeah, I loved it. But what I hated about it was the hours. Like I worked the swing shift. So it was like, you're working 6 p.m. to 3 a.m. or 8 p.m. to 5 a.m. Yeah, it was nasty. So um, that only lasted like six months. And then that was when I first made regionals. And I was like, well, if I want to take it seriously, I can't be working in a casino where I'm possibly in the smoking section. I'm breathing in cigars, cigarettes. Like that was the worst part of it. Um, and the late hours, but I do love, like, I, I love the games that we played. I, I wanted to learn, uh, craps eventually. I wanted to learn poker. Poker would have been a really fun one. Um, just cause those games can go on for a long time and you get paid for it all, which is pretty sweet. You, um, uh, you have good hands. Yeah. Like, like, like dexterous? You, you get, yeah, like you would get, like, uh, when you're do- dealing blackjack, like it's a deck of six, like six decks of cards. Uh-huh. And you'd have to eventually when the deck runs out, you have to wash them, you have to shuffle them, you have to stack them in this perfect tower of cards. And then, you know, your supervisor has to come over make sure that you went through the procedure correctly. There's no cheating involved, all that stuff. So uh, it's pretty cool. What do you mean wash them? When you, you take them out, you lay them all on the table, you have to spread them for a good like two minutes and make sure that they are completely like shuffled around. Yeah. Um, essentially, like that was a way of shuffling them. And then you would go through like the fancy looking shuffle. Yeah. Is, is that and that's one of the things you uh, learn in school. It's like two minutes. It's like CPR, like you have to do compressions. But, but this is a uh, mixing. Yeah. Cards. Like two it, minutes it is was, like the time. Yeah. Like it was there was like a full procedure to the way that you started and finished. Um, and then there's a procedure to the way your chips were laid on the table. 
there's a procedure to when somebody gives you cash and you have to lay it out on the table because all the cameras have to see everything that's going on. So they don't want, you know, there's a lot of money involved. Um, So everything had to be done by the book. Uh, Rosie, that I play a lot of the Go Fish. Rosie View <laughs> Photography, Go Fish. I rock. I do a lot of fish. Yeah, I'll crush you. <laughs> uh, um, uh, Jedediah Snelson. Uh, or be like my wife and I, where our daughter's artsy and wants nothing to do with athletics. Are do you, do you have artsy in you? No, I no, can't no. even draw a stick figure very well. No, do you do anything? Do you create anything? Not really. No. no. Um, the most, like, I guess, artsy thing I do is read every once in a while, but that's not even, you don't do any, <laughs> not you even don't artsy. Any, you don't do any crafting. No, correct. no, I'm not very good at that stuff. Not super uh, handy either. I let Ben take care of that stuff. Uh, draw your dagger. Uh, Paige is an absolute G. She was the first athlete to thank me for sending her some photos and has always taken the time to reply if tagged on something. She definitely deserves more shine in the space. You can't give any more shine than this show. No, what are you Ryan. talking about? It's true. About? This is a pretty cool show to be on. Hey, I actually have a question. Were you? Was there a podcast before this that you were on with CrossFit? Or was I just Did, seeing that somewhere else? Today? Yeah. Uh, did you oh, have a podcast this, before this? This morning I did Dallin and then Luke Parker and now you. Oh, okay. I thought you had something because you're doing the behind the scenes this year, right? I am. Is that confirmed? That yeah, is confirmed. That's awesome. Unless Are you I, excited? oh, Paige, I'm so excited. I bet. I'm so excited, but I, there's still time for me to screw it up. Like there's <laughs> still some time for. I know I'm trying really hard not to say anything <laughs> crazy between now and after. I'm just trying to be cool. Just to act cool. So you're saying like be yourself, but don't be yourself. Don't be myself. No, I, and I have no issue. I'll I'll do everything in my path. I mean, I'd be the nice part of myself, but like uh, try to curb the four letter words or, yeah, or like. I mean, you know, there's authenticity stuff. to that too, right? I just have I have opinions that are I don't know, I don't <laughs> know. but I'm open. But I'm open to my mind being changed. I just want yeah. everyone to know. Okay. Well, I think it's going to be cool. I think you, I mean, like you're doing with this show, right? You've gotten every athlete that you possibly can get in touch with to come on the show, which is super awesome. Yeah. Thank you. And Hey, you want to hear something crazy? I'm looking up at the numbers right now. I don't want to freak you out, but these are the biggest numbers we've had in two weeks. Let's go. That's yeah. Awesome. I don't, yeah. We, we've pulled all the people from Dallin and Luke and collected them. And now they're here to see Paige Simmons. It's over 500 nice. people watching live. This is crazy. Nice. Very yeah. cool. Appreciate it. Uh, Mr. Schweitzer uh, says from Clydesdale Media, she built a cat barricade that was phenomenal. Oh, he says you do have some building skills. Uh, yeah, you know. I mean, I have this little slug. She's laying right there. Oh, oh no, Paige. Are you not a cat fan? I love cats, but is your cat fat? No, she's not fat. I think it's okay. just the angle. <laughs> That's what I mean. I started judging you. Wow. No, okay. hey, we actually, when we first, because I used to just refeed them and okay. they did, she did get like overweight and now we have her on like an automatic cat feeder. So it's just, it, it times out every day when the food comes out and that oh. helped her lose like four pounds. I love that. Take all the emotion out of it. It's not, <laughs> uh, it's not me. Oh, that fucking machine started. Man, but now she's, she's super healthy um she actually we just had to take her for like a thyroid treatment she had hyperthyroidism 
Um, and we caught it super early, according to what the, the, the vet said. So she is, she's 12 years old. She'll be 12 soon. And she's healthy as an ox. Is she Ben's cat or is she your cat? Oh, she's mine. I've sure. had her since college. Oh, he's cool with cats? Yeah, he is now. He's a true cat dad. <laughs> um, look at, yes, Todd, uh, Sevy's heart was broken when he thought the cat was fat. I'm so bummed when people have obese pets. It's not, yeah, I know. Look at, she, I'm so bummed. It's like not necessary. It's, yeah. It's so not necessary. And you don't like, you know, for a while when you're a kid and you don't think about that stuff, like you, like it, you don't think about how that is abuse to them. But now anytime I see an overweight animal, I'm like, Hey, like, you know, you got to treat them like you treat a kid. Like you don't want your kid to get overweight and unhealthy. Like, you know, they're, they have a life, right? Like they, they're here living. They want to be a, a companion to you. You got to treat them with love. Especially when I see big dogs that are obese. Yeah. Like, like you already That's have a hundred pound dog and now you have an, he's 130 cause you made him fat. And it's like, dude, that dog has a limited life expectancy already. He should be like, you should right. see ribs on that dude. Right. Right. Yeah. We, we are true. Like, uh, all of our friends here, like true animal lovers, like we all treat them just like our own. So we're, we're big on that. What do you mean? Where are you? What do you mean? Where, where are you? Like an elephant, like all of my friends, like our, the owners of our gym have two uh, two rescues. They have two pit bulls. Um, they take, treat them super well. Like we, we love our dogs, our other friends, you know, three dogs at home. Um, like, you know, they they get more attention than the kids sometimes, you know, <laughs> um, AD, I'm so excited for the behind the scenes return. You're the man looking forward to great content for years to come. Sincerely. No, no, Novax here. Novak. Oh, no. Oh, oh thank you. That's awesome. Uh, uh, it's a very creative crowd. Hey, um, this is way off subject here. We're not going to get to shit today. Um, the pit bull thing. Uh, so I have, I had a friend who always had pit bulls. He like always had pit bulls, always had pit bulls. And mm -hmm. then recently I've known him now for like 15 or 20 years. And he said, Oh my God, he got, he got, uh, a, a, he has a couple of labradoodles now. And he's like, man, this is so much less stressful than having pit bulls. And I Can used you say to say why? Uh, because the because his pit bulls were aggressive. He had uh, pit bulls and um, well, what's that's that? A what's that terrier? That oh, go ahead, go ahead. You're probably going to answer my question here. Just when I see people who have pit bulls, I'm just like, I just think of them as people who like to live life on the edge a little bit. Uh, I don't think so. No? I I mean, um, no, not at all. No. I mean. We have my mom, we have a pit bull back home. You know, he's American bull. Like he, pit bull is just, it's a, an umbrella name for the many different terriers and, and bully breeds that are out there. And it right. just gives them such a bad rep. Um, ours, like train them, love them, treat them like you would treat any other dog, like at home, like, you know, a lab, they all have different personalities and different temperaments. And if you treat them with love and affection and, um, you know, they're going to turn out to be good dogs. If you treat them like an asshole, then yeah, don't be an asshole. Uh, pit bulls um, are amazing. Uh, pits are the best. Yeah. See, these are all people who live life on the edge. Yeah, like, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, dude, my pit is the most friendly dog ever. He would run away if you took a step towards him. Here's the thing. Let, let me say one more thing. Let me push back a little bit. Um, uh, 
they're the kind of dog that once they get in, if, if they do get in a fight, like, well, let me anecdotally, they're the dog at the, at the dog park. That's always taking the tennis ball from the other dogs. Like, no, no. Okay. Fine. I, fine. I, I don't agree. Okay, good. Like we train your dog and they're going to be the kind of dog you want them to be. If you're training okay. them, right. Like All right. ours, our gym dogs, like they know, um, they know when to be on their leash. They know when they can move around the gym. Like they are just, you know, super friendly towards anybody. And, uh, I mean, I, I can't, I don't agree. Oh, you gave that an, uh, yeah. Uh, I love, <laughs> I love, I love, I love them. Uh, like if we get a dog, it might be, you know, a bully breed. So, um, David, Weed, no bad pits, only bad owners. Greg uh, Glassman, Sevon just hates that. being wrong. Oh, no, I love being <laughs> wrong. Every night I go to bed and I count the ways. Oh, I love being wrong today. <laughs> How profound of you, Greg. Hates being wrong. Or he, is yeah. that a, is this like a, a fake Greg Glassman? Is that just someone putting that as their username? Because that I, definitely, that selfie doesn't look like Greg. Yeah, look, it, you know, what's funny is it kind of looks like his son, Blake. Oh really? Yeah, he's a thirty-year-old son. Kind of looks like oh, looks a lot like him. I, I, but no, I think that's got to be a fake Greg Glassman. <laughs> this is a uh, oh, here we go. God, I knew it. Man, these comments are just bullies these people, everywhere. These I people all. Be, do you believe in God, Paige? Yes and no. I'm not oh. super religious. Oh, these people all believe in God too. Just so you know. <laughs> That's my way. See how that's me. My way of taking a jab. Okay. At him. Yeah. Now I'm fighting with the <laughs> with the chat. Oh God! I thought you supposed it. to watch what you say. I am. But here we. I can't. Uh, Jake Chat. See, I don't even know that I, I walk in line. Jake, you can never 100 <laughs> guarantee any breed of dog is going to stay attentive. As oh, I, I, here we. Are. God is good. Okay, that's it. Back to hockey. <laughs> oh, so good. Um, the, so, so the, the hockey thing's going and and where do women stop playing hockey? What's like for boys, it's, um, uh, NHL national hockey league. That's the, the pinnacle. What is it for, uh, the ladies? There's a women's league, uh, now I, I honestly have not done enough research to know how professional it has gotten. Um, it is semi-pro. I knew that much. Uh, Carolyn Prevost would know more. I think she, I know she still played, I believe last year. I'm not sure if she's playing again this year. Um, I would think she still is. Um, I mean, she loves the sport, you know? So, uh, for a while though, like back when I was just graduating, you'd have to go like overseas if you wanted to play semi-pro. So that was not something that I wanted to do. Um, though I would have loved to continue to keep playing. And I'm assuming there was some somewhere you were playing um, hockey and someone said, hey, you should do CrossFit to supplement your training. No, I actually <laughs> I did not do CrossFit back in college. And looking back, I wish I did. Um, but I, my brother was doing it. My brother started back when CrossFit like was just coming out and and he was way into it way before anyone else that I knew. Um, and I was like, I'm not I'm not doing that. I'm, I'm playing ice hockey. I'm in college. I don't need that. I'm a real athlete. Um, yeah. Right. Um, so I never did it then. And then after college, uh, I wanted something to fill the void, but I still wasn't doing CrossFit. I did powerlifting. 
Um, so I built a really strong base with that. <clears throat> and then when I wait, how did you get into that? How did you get into powerlifting? I had a friend in college who uh, we were, we lived on the same floor our freshman year of college. Uh, his name is John and he was big into OSU's powerlifting team. So he competed, he competed like at the Arnold and did all that stuff. Ohio um, state had a powerlifting team. Yeah. They had a club team. Um, not like it wasn't division one, but it was stuff that you do for fun. Um, and hey, I think that, he's really, is, go ahead. Is that where Katie Henniger went? I, I is that know. the Buckeyes? Probably. Is Ohio State the yeah, Buckeyes? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. yeah. She was a basketball star there. I think she, like, mega star. Oh, I didn't there. know that. Yeah, That's crazy. Awesome. Yeah, okay. That's wild. Yeah. Um, I love that. Go Bucks. Yeah, she's um, a so mega, yeah. mega star there. Maybe she was even drafted to the WNBA. That's but she was like, she was like, a, the, like one of the best ever to do there. She might be in the Hall of Fame there. Okay. Yeah. I, I didn't know that. Yeah. I, okay. I'm, so, I'm and that's where you up. went. That's where you played hockey. Yeah. And that's where John got you into powerlifting. Yep. Okay. Sorry. Back to the powerlifting story. Wow. Small world. <laughs> All good. Yeah. So, uh, he ever, like, we were really good friends from freshman year. He always got into it. I never did it during my years of playing in, in college, but then afterwards, uh, I got into it a little bit. I did my first, uh, USA powerlifting meet in 2015 back here in Scranton. Um, and then that was like the one and only, I, I was like a couple points shy. I, I think it was like your Wilk score in powerlifting. I'm not sure. It's like your body weight and then your lifts, you know, all that stuff. I'm not exactly sure how it went, but I was just a couple points shy of getting to compete at the Arnold, which wow. would have been really cool. Yeah. Um, so I did that for that year. And then by 2015, I had just started really getting into CrossFit. So I kind of transferred so, over and did that. So, so basically you were, you found CrossFit by, by what you were powerlifting and then you were Googling, looking for something and you're like, fuck, these people are doing it high reps. And so you started doing high reps and then you fell into an affiliate and then the rest is history. Uh, no, I, I found CrossFit through a friend, Tina Podrosky, her, she, we played ice hockey together back, like way back. Um, and she was coaching. Oh, you froze. Oh, maybe someone called on Paige's phone. You think she's on a phone or a computer? No, I'm on my computer. Oh, you, you froze me? for a second. Yeah, Tina Podrosky. So she introduced you to it after you, when you're like, oh yeah, my brother does this shit. Yeah, so she introduced me. Um, I was hanging out with like her and her cousin, Mia, and kind of got a little core group of friends when I first moved back home from Ohio State. So I, I lived in Ohio for a couple of years after uh, college. And then I just, I was homesick. So I ended up moving back home. Um, and she's like, hey, why don't you try come and do CrossFit with me? So uh, <laughs> that really was just like, I just showed up. I didn't ask them. Uh, Kalina, who is the owner, was like, uh, uh, okay, let, let's throw you in. Uh, we'll figure it out. Um, so they were super awesome. She was so great. And now, you know, she's one of my best friends, the owner of the gym and, uh, it all just kind of fell into place from there. So. And and you must've been stoked when you found out you could compete at it. Yeah. I, I mean, it was, you know, when you're a, a high level competitor, I no, think I don't know. Can agree. No, I don't know. No, <laughs> anybody don't. that can relate yeah. to being a high level competitor, um, and you 
like lose that, like you're done with that sport. Like you want to, you know, there's a void to fill a little bit and CrossFit did that. I think even if I didn't do it competitively, I still would have fallen in love with it. Um, and I still plan to do it far after I'm done competing. When you dealt cards, did you, did you ever, um, dress so, uh, more provocatively so that you would get better tips? No, we weren't allowed. You had to wear a uniform. Oh, you did. Yeah. Would you notice that there'd be hair? Uh, d- if you did your hair differently, you would get t- tipped differently. Yeah. If I wore it down, you are. Yeah. I don't wear my hair down often, like at all. Like this is because I went swimming before I got on here and it's still soaking wet. Um, yeah. I don't wear my hair down either. I'm just, <laughs> oh, look at that little man bun there. I barely even saw it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that hurt my feelings. There, I'm going to be hearing about that in the comments for months. <laughs> Oh, that hurt. Stung. Uh, so, so wear the hair down and you get more tips. Yeah. yeah you definitely could. Yeah. Yeah. And, and is, who plays more cards, boys or girls? Who, who's the typical customer? Mostly men, I would say. Most, mostly. It depends on the night, too. Like, if you're just on, like, a random Tuesday, you're like, you know, it's 11 p.m. You have some random you know, customers in there, like these are people that are sitting in the casino for a very long time and probably should not be there. Um, Oh, oh. like they're not even going to remember being there. Yeah. Like, you know, you got, you would get some pretty, um, you know, people that you don't want to be around. Yeah. I don't want to say like, you know, addicts. Addicts. Yeah, like like there are. Yeah. And I I don't mean to like, you know, use that term the way I did. But um, you had people who were very much, you know, obsessed with spending their money and trying to win money and um, yeah, gambling problems. There's there's, um, you know, like there's the guy who like can hold his breath the longest, like like he's addicted to going deeper and deeper. He lives like in the Cayman Islands or something. He's like trying to go like 500 feet underwater without a tank. You know what I mean? There's people who are addicted to CrossFit. Like um, yeah. Rich had to like peel himself off of individuals, hoping that it would mitigate his addiction to CrossFit. And then there's people who are fucking addicted to gambling and fentanyl and alcohol and cigarettes. And they manifest differently. And there's some that are crazy unattractive. No one wants to be around someone who's addicted to something that makes in- incapac- incapacitates their brain. It's not fun being yeah. around people who um, have an incapacitated brain from uh, sniffing glue out of a bag. It, it, and I'm not saying that they don't need help or that they don't deserve compassion. No, I'm not saying any of those things, but it's like shit. And, and the casino does that, right? It, it draws yeah. in. It's like, cool. what a great, I used to smoke cigarettes. I, I hate gambling. I hate gambling. But I would go to the casino just to smoke cigarettes. Place yeah. Drinks are free. That- Fuck yeah. I love getting drunk. Yeah. And it always seemed like, you know, the, the ventilation system in there, like you can be in there at 2 AM and you have no idea what time of day it is. Like, you know, they just get, I think you just, you know, that time warps when you're in there, especially if you are someone that does love to gamble, like you can totally get lost in a casino and, you know, six hours can go by and you're like, what, like what, what just happened? As a dealer, though, like six hours goes by and I'm like, yeah, six hours. It's been a long time. It feels like 12. Yeah. So. Or, or Jonathan Lane. Uh, I just like to go to Disney to eat. Yeah. Disneyland. They say it's an amusement park, but it's really just a place to go eat sugar. Yeah. Right. Hey, um, uh, do you ever do you ever someone ever gambling and then they 
they start crying because they like lost their like rent money and you're like Ooh. no i never no, had uh, that uh, um i was in the high roller room once and actually this like uh, we have an AHL team that's local and this one, I, I don't remember his name, but this professional, like this guy comes in to my table and he just will like, you know, easily drop like 10 grand and lose it in one hand. And I was just like, wow. <laughs> like that is just insane to me. Cause I, you know, I know from my side of the table that like, you are much more likely to lose than win, you know? Yeah. So yeah. it's just nuts. Like being in that high roller room is crazy. What's the H A H L team? It, like the American Hockey League, so it's oh, okay. just like the step below um, okay. the NHL. So we have like the Penguins A H uh, L team is the Wilkes Barre Scranton Penguins here. You you recognize the guy? He told me he was a player. Did he know like, you were? You a know, player? you converse with them. He's, uh we did talk about it. Yeah, as that was so long ago. That's just so weird that a hockey player would come into another hockey player's I know. table. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty weird. That was my first time in the high roller room. Like I was super nervous because you're, again, not, you're dealing dealing with a lot of money. Sevy's not impressed by 10k. Oh, I dropped more than that. <laughs> I lost uh, sixty dollars uh, gambling at a blackjack table once when I was like twenty. I never gambled again. Yeah, right. I, I, I was devastated. I was devastated. It was like three seconds. <laughs> I was done. I was like, what? I know it happens so fast. It's like one flip of the card. Nope. Let me just take your money there. Yeah. I was like, Oh, uh, this, this isn't cool at all. Um, you're a, you're a misfits athlete. Yep. I am coached and I also coach for as a remote coach, uh, through misfit athletics. And, and you've been in, have they always been your, uh, since you've started doing individual, have they always been your guys? Yeah. Yep. So I actually, the owner of our gym back in 2016, uh, 2017, she programmed for me, uh, Kalina programmed for me. And then we decided to, um, you know, take, take it into something a little different. Um, the gym was getting bigger and, you know, time and things like that. So attention wise, it just made way more sense to follow a program. So I followed the blog back then when it was free in 2018 and, um, I knew when I made regionals, I wanted an actual coach. So I signed up with a coach and it's, you know, nothing but them since. Been pa page, awesome. page in 2016, when you went to regionals, was that in Albany? Mine was mid, uh, mid Atlantic. So I was down in Florida or Atlanta. It was in Atlanta then. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it was like New York and up was Albany. Who's the owner of misfits. Is it a guy? What was his name? Is it Jordan? No, so it's Drew, Drew Crandall. Um, I believe they co-own, so him and Ted uh, Bonifant, and I'm not sure if anyone else has part ownership. I don't know the full details. I believe so. Um, so, yeah. Who's the guy on the podcast that was who kind of, like, leads the podcast? He's on the left hand. I watched two podcasts you were on. Yeah, that's Drew. Oh, that's, that guy was a game. I remember that guy being very nice. I think – I think he went to a couple. He didn't even look like a, like a. He wasn't all fucking massive like a lot of the men were. He was a pretty yeah. like just regular looking guy, but he did great at the at the regionals and he went a couple times. And he, um, uh, Austin Spencer is that the guy's name? Was is he a Misfits athlete? Austin's, yep, Austin is one. Caroline too. Caroline Spencer. 
Okay, um, and that's his wife. They both live up there in Maine. Yeah. Okay, okay. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm piecing it back together because it's kind okay. of a blur. And they've been around forever. I, I was really uh, surprised how um, – I watched two of your podcasts, how nerdy they are, like in a good way. I love it. Yeah. yeah I, they, They're fully they nerded love, out. Oh, my gosh. They are just fully enveloped in the training, in the philosophy, all of it. And, like, that's why I love to work with them so much. And they, they always, you know, explain the why of why we're doing our training and things like that and – for someone like, I love that part of it. I love knowing why I'm doing something. Um, and I love seeing it, you know, kind of blossom within a competition of, okay, well, this is, you know, we, you did all that work. You did, you know why you did it. And then it shows. Um, how old are you? I just turned 32. Happy birthday. Thanks. Is, uh, um, is your life getting, um, I was talking to uh, Emily Rolf about this. Is your life as each year you do the games getting like narrower and narrower in the. In, I didn't know I really like how to competing? ask her. her yeah. Kind of just like um, your life is becoming more and more simple. Like as the competition becomes more and more serious and consumes more and more of your life. Like maybe you used to do date night uh, once a week. Now it's once a month. You used to do a box of red vines once a week. Now it's, only in the off season once every six months. Like, have you noticed, like you used to go to bed at uh, 10. Now you go to bed at nine. Like you're just like, yeah, just ratcheting everything down each year. You go to the CrossFit games. Like, how can I just make this more and more every edge I can get? What am I learning? Is that, yeah. is that the whole? A hundred percent. I definitely agree with that. Um, especially, you know, cause you're only getting older. Um, you know, she's an old lady in the sport too, right? Like yeah, if I couldn't you look believe at, it. I she yeah. is. She's 34. I, I Crazy. She's 34. I yeah. think that's really awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm actually curious. I haven't done the math on it yet, but I would like to know what the average age of the field is this year. I know it's going to, it's got to be like mid twenties, like mid to 13, late twenties. I would 13. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Um, but yeah, like, you know, I think year after year, especially, um, this is my first time, like truly being all in and having done it like back to back years. Um, I think it takes more and more of you to be better at it. Um, and it's hard to, you kind of spread yourself thin if you have a lot going on. Um, so you really do have to kind of pinpoint like the necessities and, um, like, you know, we are that couple that hasn't gone out very often throughout the last couple months since semifinals, since before semifinals, um, so, and, you know, Ben is all in on it too, which makes it easier, but still, you know, we have our moments probably more so me than him of like, you know, we haven't done anything in a long time. We haven't gone out with friends. We haven't taken a vacation. Um, all of that stuff really does add up uh, in the long run, I think. Um, but there is a goal in mind and, you know, we're both moving towards that goal and, it's what you want. Like it's not a sacrifice when it's what you want. I agree. Perfect. I agree with that saying something's a sacrifice is just fucking, I hate that term. Um, unless, unless you have to chop off your arm or something. Um, right. Uh, do do you, I'm going to try to make a distinction here. Do you, do you actually want to go out or do you feel like you think you should go out? Like, I don't want to do any of that shit. 
but sometimes like maybe I need to like. Yeah. Uh, like like I, yesterday, I, yesterday, you know who the guy Wad Zombie is. Yeah. Yeah. So yesterday he was in town, and I went to the beach with him and his family with my kids, and I was fucking dreading it. <laughs> and but then and, he got there. Oh, he was awesome. So easy. I watched our kids play in the ocean together. We went to the pizza place. I drank a kombucha. I was chilling. Yeah. Our kids like got like basically stripped down and jumped in the ocean. It was and we just got to just chill for yeah. a couple hours. I was like, holy. But I did not want to do it. <laughs> like, do you want to do it or do you just think it you need it like medicine? Like, hey, I probably should go sit down at a restaurant and like order a Diet Coke or something. Yeah, uh, I'd say a majority of the time before we're about to go and do something, I go, Ben, I, I-, I don't want to go. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, let's go. And he loves, he loves to be out with friends, to be spending time with other people, friends, family, all of that. He loves quality time. Like that's definitely one of his, you know, five love, love languages. Um, so, but at the end of the day, I do genuinely love spending time with my friends too. Um, it's, it is a bit of like, at this time of year, I have to force myself a little bit more to get out and, and do things. Um, but you know, in the off season and stuff, like I love, we love going out to eat with our friends. Like we have a local place that we love to go to every Saturday. Um, and I genuinely love those times. So you dickhead. I see what you did there. They only brought one towel for both families. You dick. They, oh, he's wow. making fun of me for something I said yesterday on the show. I was, God, <laughs> damn it. How am I supposed to stay cool when the crowd, when the fans are tagging me? You, do you and Ben uh, share a towel? No. No. Plenty towel. <laughs> I mean, we you, can. Yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't care if he accidentally uses your towel, but you don't want to use his towel. Oh, no, that's, I don't, don't care. care. Okay. So oh. like if, 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 if you were in the shower and there's only one towel and you knew he had used it, you wouldn't care. You wouldn't call him to bring you a clean towel. You'd use that one and go get your own clean towel, maybe. Yeah, probably. See, we are, see, yeah, Jonathan, how normal people I mean, work. Yeah, it is kind of weird, but no, it's not weird. Don't, no- <laughs> don't, don't, Paige. It's not weird. But I mean, like we live together. Like we are. You know, I'm gonna eat off his plate. I'm gonna drink out of like his straw. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's not like it's clean, right? Sometimes clean I towel. shower with my wife. Don't tell anyone. I think that's I'm normal. Just, I know. <laughs> Mason, don't laugh at him. Don't laugh at Jonathan. Uh, Patrick Clark, uh, always with uh, thoughtful uh, bits of information. There uh, it is. By the way, the average age of the women's field is 26.775. You hey, young guns. So what's weird about that is there when you have someone like Kerstetter in there fucking up the whole age average, that yeah. means you know it's a, it's a it's an old field too, like it's an older yeah, that's field. That's true. Yep. Yeah, like I know Amanda Barnhart is thirty. Um, you know, there are still athletes at the top of the field that are, you know, nearing thirty or are thirty. Um, we're old ladies. Holy shit! Yeah. Wow, twelve women are thirty plus. Yeah, that's great. That's awesome. I, I want. I wonder if the men's what that is compared to the men's field. I'm not Go talking. People, to you, let's find out. I'm not talking to you guys about towels anymore. I know I'm right. I'm a family man. I'm way smarter than you guys. I'm old. Tell me what to teach me towel etiquette at 51. I know towel etiquette. <laughs> um. 
I don't let my kids hug me though when I'm really sweaty. Like yesterday I did like a 40 minute workout and I'm, my shirt's just soaking wet and my kid comes over to hug me and I, I hold him. I feel bad. I don't let him hug me. I mean, he'd be <laughs> I'm so, sure they don't care. He, he I, they don't, I, they don't, I care. I feel, I don't want to get them dirty. It's okay. <laughs> it's like, I'd, I'd rather like rinse my shirt out, out over my wife's feet and freak her out. <laughs> just a dickhead move. Hey, when, when you must've, um, you must see a lot of uh, uh, since since you train, you feel comfortable training with boys, and you've been around a lot of boys in, in sports. You must see a lot of like crazy boy behavior. Uh, I used to. Yeah. I don't love the I don't love the etiquette of like a boys' locker room. Snapping towels I, at each other's asses, yeah, punching each other in the just, balls, stuff just, like that. Yeah, it's just not really my thing. Um, I've never been like a ball buster. Like I've never been someone that's like. You know, I'm going to just talk shit about somebody and think it's funny and stuff like that. Um, yeah. Just never been like that. Yeah, that's My how brother's we show, a ball buster. That's how we show affection for each other. Yeah. You call right. that thing a dick? Uh, translated to, <laughs> I love you. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty accurate. Oh, boy. Uh, and uh, so uh, you're getting, you must be all, um, uh, all revved up the 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 page semenza uh machine uh, it, it, it's it, it's time right it's it's like now yeah. you look at the calendar and you're like shit this might as well be tomorrow let's just do is it like that like a you're, let's yeah. just do this it does feel like that a little bit like we're leaving on sunday i fly out um so you know but it's you have to have patience right now you have to still keep the intensity up in your training like there's still one more week of training before you know you really kind of settle into it you know the volume's not as high but you still want to keep the intensity up and and stay sharp on movement you know will there be tears during the week is it is it just uh, uh, uh i mean there probably you know have you gone to games and not tiered i can't imagine competing at that level in the emotional um, demands uh, and physical demands not letting a tear shed i i actually don't think i really am that kind of athlete um even I, i'd say more so like leading up to semis this year i had a back problem and i think more so the training during the weeks leading up were really hard um, and a lot of ups and downs where I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to go and compete and be healthy enough. Um, so it was more of that, that kind of leaves like an uncertain feeling. Um, but then when I got there, you know, it's, I, I'm going to go and do what I can. Um, I think I, I've matured enough that I'm not that athlete. That's like, well, if an event doesn't go my way, I'm going to stomp my feet and, you know, walk away and cry and be pouty about it. Um, I actually had a really crappy event at semifinals on day one, which was event two, where I was actually super confident in that event specifically um, with the ring muscle ups and the go ruck bag. And you were I confident was, with that. I was super confident with that workout. I was ready for it. Wow. Um, and then I absolutely shit the bed on it. And I, I was failing the muscle up complex. Um, and like, I wasn't crying. I wasn't, you know, I was upset. I was disappointed. And I was mad at myself, but, um, again, I, I just, you know, it was shitty. It, it happened and I needed to turn it around the next day. Wait, Paige, isn't that event number two? Yeah, it was event two, right? Oh, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Wait, um, why were you confident about that? That's a crazy workout. I tested it at home and I was, you know, upwards, like, I want to say I was like near 40 or in the forties, like testing it out. Um, and I just, you know, I felt like I, I love ring muscle ups. Like they're a high skill movement. I felt like I was ready for it. Um, and I got there and I think event one really just taxed my upper body with how much of a change that sled was. Um, and I just didn't do well. I just, I, you know, I was just not getting my ring muscle ups, right. Crazy. And yeah, if you would have gotten a, a, a 40 would have got you probably like seventh place would have moved you up 20, right. over 20 places. Yeah. So yeah, that one really, that was probably one of those workouts where, um, I, I've never had like a major disappointment in an event like that, where like, I was super confident in it and like, I needed to, I was learning how to respond in that moment. Like that was pretty new for me. Um, so, and I, I was, you know, without, if, if I didn't, have to manage training with a back injury and having to change so much that for those couple of weeks leading up, like I was super confident in, like, I, I knew I could qualify. I was going in with the confidence of like, I'm shooting to be a top five placement. Um, like I, I just had that silent confidence there. And then when I ended up hurting my back in training and I had to completely change my expectation from like, okay, I'm going in to be like a high competitor in our region to I'm going in to qualify for the CrossFit games, no matter what Damn. that meant. Damn. Yeah. Is your back so, better? It is. I, I still, you know, I'm super cautious. I think anybody that's dealt with something with their back is, you know, you sometimes it can be unpredictable if it's going to aggravate you again. So um, we have been super cautious with training. I think this has been, um, you know, the most communication I've, I've had with, the whole team at Misfit Athletics, um, as far as my coach, other coaches, just to make sure that we are um, still preparing for what to expect, but also not overdoing it in, in certain areas of training. Um, so, and I think at this point, it's probably more mental. Um, so, but I feel excited. I feel ready. Um, I feel fit. And, you know, those are important in making sure that I can handle the volume of, of, events when we get there um has you know been a priority in training too making sure that i'm able to to handle the volume and stuff and the stress i mean you're gonna think i'm crazy but um i uh i'm no coach i'm not certified in anything i'm no doctor but you could you should lay down and 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 um and talk to your back send a love letter to your back <laughs> You know what I mean? Put all uh, your attention, put all your attention on that spot, and be like, "Hey, we got a crazy week ahead. I'm really gonna give it to you. I, yeah. I, I need to rely on you. I can't. I, I'm not gonna be able to think about you for a week. I'll get right. back to you when I'm done. But pull it, pull in there for me, buddy, and write a. Yeah, like, like I think. Uh, I think anybody that's dealt with an injury, like I, I know Bethany Shadburn, her and I had kind of gone back oh, and forth a little bit. Nice. Uh, yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. Um. And wow, adrenaline. good. What a network. What a network. Yeah, it was pretty yeah. cool. It was in, yeah. again, I don't talk to too many athletes outside of like our circle of athletes that I know. Um, but it was pretty cool to, to connect with her and, 
Um, you know, I, I wish her good luck in her semifinal. I knew she had been dealing with her back for a while. Um, and adrenaline is a hell of a drug that your body yeah. just produces when it needs to. Yeah. And um, when you can get your brain to shut off and you just let your body do the work, it, it makes a huge difference. So um, that's, that's part of what I love about competition. Um, uh, uh, you were, you took the last spot page. Yeah. And, um, they're doing, when they're doing the announcement, do you already know, or are you just on, uh, oh, I had no frigging clue where I sat with the points. Um, my coach had no idea. Like they're all trying to put in the the scores and, we had Drew who was back in Maine. He's like trying to input things and seeing if he has the math right. But no one in our, it, like in our team of people like that were there, like I would look at everybody like for a head nod or a, a head shake or anything like that. And nobody was giving me anything. And it was so stressful. Um, but they also didn't want to be wrong. Right, you know, like right. if someone gave me a head nod and all of a sudden they don't call my name, like, that would just, you know, sink, like you just sink into that feeling. Um, so no, I'm standing there in that lane, waiting the 15 minutes, just like everybody else for, for the calculations to go through and, and be accurate. So that was the shittiest, most exciting feeling I think I've ever had. So he says, uh, Shelby Neal, and then, or she, whoever the announcer is, and then Carolyn Stanley, and then do you know, has someone told you, hey, just so you know, it's going to be between you and Annika, like even before uh, they start reading the names? No, I, I mean, I had a feeling. I even had a feeling that someone like Brooke can really, you know, kind of make a stretch to get in there. Like <laughs> I knew there was probably a good five or six girls that it could be um, between based on the points alone and where everybody placed. I, I didn't know. So it was just like, you just have to go and kind of send it in that event and, you know, at that point it was like, I'm going to hope for the best with the points and hope that I hope that I did enough. And, so, and when, when they say your name, do you have a, um, like a visceral I, I, dump? Like, do you have a, or do you cry oh or like, do you turn flush or like what happens? Yeah. Like tears wouldn't come out, but like that, that, that moment, like you want like that emotional dump to just kind of like flow out of you. Yeah. Um, but again, like, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm not that kind of person. Like my reaction, you know, I was super excited on the inside and I, just the relief of it itself was like, I don't know how to act in this moment. I am just super excited and grateful and just, you know, you put in all that work and all that, like the trouble with the back. And like, you just look back on that and you're like, holy, holy shit. Like, I, you know, all of that just paid off and that, you know, it, it still kind of gives me chills. So yeah. Cool. You, you're like, I didn't cry then, but you're about to cry now. I, like I it. am like, it, it does. It, it <laughs> I'm about to cry now. <laughs> and it's still like, you know, even these last few weeks leading in with training, there's still a ton of ups and downs through training. And, um, you know, it's just, you're, you're excited to see it all kind of come to fruition at the end of the season in this, this final bit with the games. Yeah. Dang girl. How are you? How are you with, um, you, you, you've been great on those podcasts. You're great on this podcast. I'm definitely Thanks. having you on again. You're so easy. You're a great <laughs> hey. conversationalist. Yeah. I enjoy talking with you. You have amazing skin. Thanks. I don't know. Yeah. That's, um, that's lake skin right there. I was just out at the lake. 
and, and you kind of have like a hockey face. You look like like you live in Canada. You know what I mean? Like you got like just like like you look like you're like a snow person. A hockey player at heart. Although I'd much rather like warm weather. I won't lie. Ben um, is from Buffalo, so when we go to games in Buffalo, it's cold. Like Buffalo Bills. Yeah, you look like you. Yeah, you look like you belong in the cold. But no, you're you're, you're you prefer the heat. Yeah, much. Um, how are you with um uh, cameras and stuff? Uh. Uh, like in person, you're good. You seem so comfortable. I, yeah. I don't think I mind it. I think I've, I mean, I, I haven't had a ton of experience, you know, live cameras, but when we shoot stuff up at misfit and you know, they're getting content of, of workouts and stuff, I, I think I've gotten a lot more natural with it. So yeah, I, I don't mind it as much. Sorry, I got to go back into the chat and kick someone's ass again. Who's this asshole? God, Greg, you are in so much trouble today. You have a hockey face. That's like saying you have a face radio. No, I mean like she has a winter face. Like she looks like a ski bunny. You know what I mean? You're like, she has perfect. She doesn't look like she has any pores. My God, what the fuck is going on with you guys? Behave. I um, I really people appreciate you. Say it again. So people don't know how to behave. No, no. Um, uh. I, I'm looking forward to meeting you in person. Yeah, um, me too. Thanks for the time. W what a pleasure. Uh, today was going to be, uh, to be honest with you, it was going to be a hard day down Luke Pepper and then you all three in a row. And I was really hoping that I was like, fuck, am I going to have enough uh, energy? I didn't really care about Luke and down because I had met them before. I was like, am I going to have enough energy for Paige? And you really carried the show, man. You're, you're wonderful. Thanks for doing that. Hey, thanks. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Um, yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed too. And tell the uh, the gentleman at Misfit, I, I look forward to seeing them again. I haven't seen them since. Yeah. I, I can't remember seeing them since Albany, but they were so generous with their time and they were great there, even though that was like 2015 or 16. But I look forward to running into those guys again, too. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. All right, girl. Well, thanks. Yeah. Congratulations. All right. I'll see you soon. All right. Ciao. All right. Bye. Bye. Paige Semenza. Woo. Wow. I liked her. I, 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 I. Dude, I'm kind of I'm getting good at interviewing girls. I um I I kind I was I was vibing with her. I liked her. She's good. Luke Pepper, is that what I said? I meant Luke Parker. I did fucking dude, I'm just excited. I can't believe I did that. I did was didn't even feel in a I'm only getting off because I'm gonna go on with Chase in 29 minutes. Um yeah, I do feel like I need a cigarette. I was, I was, I was like, God, I hope Ben and Ben and uh, my wife aren't watching. She was cool. I know, Greg. I know. I appreciate you. You're good fodder for the show. I love you, baby. Yeah, she is good, huh, David? She's good. You feel it? She's a beast. I like her. She's cool. I do need to pee. How did you know? Twenty nine minutes. He, he hasn't even sent me a link yet. That's the kind of shit that. Uh. Oh, he did send me a link. Oh. The question is, is where should I do the podcast from? Should I do it from here or should I do it from like somewhere else? I feel like I should do it from somewhere else. Oh, that's your daughter. My baby girl, Joanne. That's your daughter. Oh, she's cool as shit. You, you're stoked. She's fun. Sevy needs a bump, not a Siggy. No, I don't. I don't need either. I'm going to go inside and play with my kids for 15 minutes. Um, Matt, Susie, uh, oh, Susie's telling me, Hey, you got to give yourself a break between shows. That's probably right. 
All right. Uh, I'll see you guys in 29 minutes, 28 minutes over at the CrossFit Games podcast. Then tonight we have James Sprague on, which is going to be awesome. Um, uh, thank you, everyone, for your help. Uh, Patrick Clark, thanks for the numbers. Uh, Greg uh, Glassman, thank you for just all the fun and, and the jousting, of course, Pool Boy, Jonathan Ortega, all you guys. Uh, Mr. Schweitzer, uh, Captain Rogers, I'll draw your dagger. You guys are awesome. Uh, thanks for participating in the show. Make it easy for me. Give me someone to lean on. Cave Dastro. Uh, you guys are great. Robbie Myers, Anita Dick, and me. All of you, great. You guys were great. Whoop, whoop. All right, guys. I will see you soon. Love you guys. And I mean it. Some of you. Bye-bye.